Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Well, here we go. This is awesome. Absolutely awesome. I would invite everybody to join us on this Friday. Kick out of work early, and especially if you are in and around Southern Madison County. To be exact, around State Road 38 right out here. We're talking Pendleton, Indiana, just up I-69 from Noblesville and Fishers and Castleton, we are as a part of the grand opening of Mystic Waters. You've heard us talk about this before. Our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, who will join us in just a second. He and his wife, Lisa, and another guy named Pete, they've all formed this alliance of fun here. It's an alliance of fun that is called Mystic Waters. You can see three lakes. Southbound lane, especially of I-69, you can see. Northbound as well. Three lakes surrounded by cabins. And there is so much to do here, so much to fun to be had. And we thought, you know what? Because Brent is such a big part of what we do at this station and on this show with Heaven Hill Distillery, we thought we needed to have a party. And we thought we needed to be a part of this party. So that's exactly what we have done. Now, I'll get to the Colts schedule coming up in a minute. I'll get to the NBA postseason coming up in a minute. By the way, the Colts schedule... That's what happens when you're 4-12-1. You get a schedule like that, that, again, on paper, it serves a purpose. It's not anything you're going to go, oh, wow, I can't wait to run out and see this. But, but, it serves its purpose because at least with a lot of these matchups that you see that aren't so robust, stocked with incredible quarterbacks, you know, other than a couple with the Bengals and with the Ravens, beyond that, there should be at least a challenge to be better record-wise from this Colts team, especially with the inexperience they're going to have with a rookie quarterback that has 13 games collegially under his belt in Anthony Richardson. So that's what we're going to talk about coming up a little bit later on. But let me get him in here right now. Brent Halverson, who's our betting analyst of Heaven Hill Distillery, and he's just out here running things right now as far as Mystic Waters is concerned. This is an absolute fantastic place. How you doing, brother? I'm outstanding, John. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Dion, everybody back at the station. Yep. Uh, it's an honor to have you out here. It honestly is. Well, it is, and we're outside right now, and it, it may be raining a little bit, but we're protected, I think. 
pretty protected. We are. It's yeah. weird. This is kind of what happens. This is the slep rock attitude sometimes that this show brings. I, like, roll up with a big cloud over my head. I roll up. It's like bright and sunshiny. And then I sit around and do the show and go, okay, well, obviously you're going to sit there and complain for three hours. So here comes the rain. But, no, seriously, this is just a little blip. It's going to blow out of here. We've got plenty of time to see you guys up here with us, with food, with beverage, and to talk a little bit about Mystic Waters. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, absolute honor to have you up here. Um, big shout out to my wife, Lisa, partner Pete Watson, and, and, and Andy. I mean, we got, we got so many people here, John. Yep. I, I, I would like to just thank everybody that's out here. But to, I'd like everybody to come out. If you get a chance today, please do. Yes. We've got some great spirits to sample. We're going to we do, do samples. And we don't, well, we don't have to really call them samples today, John. This is, a, this is our private property. That is, here. yes. Come oh, on out yeah, and have yeah. a cocktail. How about that? <laughs> we can do that. Have everything for free. Come, come on, on out, out here. No, we've, do got, it. we've got a great thing. Got a great night. Uh, Kelly Eisenhower started things off today uh, from 1 to 2.30. Played some great tunes to get started. Uh, 2.30 had a nice ribbon cutting, the official yep. grand opening. So that was a, an honor to have uh, the Pendleton Business Association out here, Madison County Chamber out here, uh, Mark Farr with the Pendleton Police Department. A lot of great people in this town of Pendleton, John. And yeah. it's been an honor to, to, to get to know them, to get to work with them. And, uh, again, this is uh, such a beautiful property. And uh, w w what Pete and Andy and the team have done out here, Ron Rummel has been a huge part of making all of this happen, you know. And, when this opened, John, we had 50 cabins. We right. sold 25 yep. of them off because yep. they're right on top of each other, right? You right. probably, if you've seen driving down 69, you've seen it. And uh, we, we had a lot of cleanup last year, had a great year last year. And this year is just going to be, it's just starting, right? So this is a welcome to camping season. It's time to get going. Well, you know what? And we talk about this all the time. I mentioned that when I was uh, opening up things for you a little bit earlier here for the ribbon cutting is that everybody nowadays is looking for that great staycation. And this is the best right here because it is close to whomever is out there listening right now. You and the family can come here and you've got a variety of things to do, a cabin to stay in, an RV park if you're Dave Smiley, right? If you're over here park your rv he's here as well <laughs> so you got all this stuff to do here and it is so close to everything you get the staycation quality of this place and that's that's what makes it unique you know it is and it the, the cool thing john is it is it is close enough to everything you need yep but just far enough away right so you yep. don't have to drive a long ways Come on up here, enjoy a great weekend during the week if you got some time. Uh, again, there's, uh, there's 25 cabins, there's 65 RV sites, there's bundles of tent camping out here. A lot of good stuff going on. We do a lot of uh, different events and things, and then tying in with what's going on at uh, Ruoff, concert season right around right. the corner. Uh, we do a lot with uh, shuttling to and from, and uh, have a big party out here for a lot of good shows coming up. Well, I mean, you can, and again, you can see the work that uh, he obviously, you guys have obviously done here, not only behind me, but throughout. Um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, it was a huge undertaking. And for the fact that you could do that, then give us great picks. By the way, the 149th Kentucky Derby, my man Brent Halverson last week at La Hacienda was right on top of it with Forte. And then our expert, who was a good dude, and he was actually down there on site at Churchill Downs, kind of scoffed at it. And what happened the next day? Scratch. Poof. Forte Scratched. was gone. Forte he was, was gone. gone. You were on top of that. You know what, too, John? So uh, the four horses I gave, one was Forte. Yep. He went away. The other three hit the trifecta. So yes. uh, I pulled a nice little day there. See, nice. this is what we're here. We're here for the fun, the celebration, and to help make you money. That's right. Today. <laughs> that's right. And that's exactly what you're doing, too. Absolutely. I don't know if you have anything on your mind, but we'll go over this schedule a little bit, too. And I know you're a Packer fan. You've probably seen their schedule as well. But the uh, NFL schedules were released as of last night. And people are complaining that the Colts have no primetime games. Well, the problem is 
you can't complain because they stunk last year. They're 4-12 and 1. If you're 4-12 and 1 and you've got a rookie quarterback, presumably, uh, that star- I should say that's played 13 games collegially, then you're not going to get a primetime game. I mean, really, when you look at it, if the NFL schedule-wise was going by the Colts-Denver game on that Thursday night alone, that should have probably eliminated them from any thought of having a primetime game. Now, granted, it is still flex scheduling. So if they were to have a, for example, a season kind of like an Andrew Luck rookie season, I'm not suggesting they are going to, but if they were to have something like that, then I'm assuming if your quarterback is athletic and a, you know, ahead of schedule, that all of a sudden gives you interest. But as it stands right now, what you saw last night was a 4-12-1 team that got a 4-12-1 schedule that got factored into prime time like a 4-12-1 team would, and that's that. Yeah, there was, what, four or five teams that got completely shunned on right. the uh, prime yep. time. Uh, you know, I, I, I got a little uh, – I got a Packer schedule leak about uh, 8.30 yesterday morning. And I went ahead and uh, booked uh, my trip to Las Vegas to go see the Packers play in Vegas. Right on. October 9th, which is a Monday. Yep. Packers end up getting five primetime games. So, um, yeah, it's wild. But like you say, there's, there's certain teams that uh, the ones that didn't get in, it's just what you yep. get when you're 4 or 12 and 1. Well, I mean, when you know? you're Green Bay, too, part of it is I, I think they still plan on them. Big fan base. Being, Big fan being base. good. Yep. And the fan base is, yep. you know, stretched across the U.S. So that, that's a little bit different. But I just thought, I thought the Colts kind of got – what we thought the Colts were going to get. And then I think that's what's necessary. I mention this all the time, that this season needs to be like the Pacers season. And I don't mean by missing the postseason and everybody getting all jacked up because they missed the postseason and, hey, they're in the lottery and blah, blah, blah. Not that kind of crap. You know, not hoping that they lose. But you have a 4-12-1 season and you get this schedule. This team needs a pop. This need, team needs some energy. This team needs a reason for its fan base to get excited. And you have a myriad of 1 o'clock starts. I think you've got a 4 o'clock that's going to be in Carolina. And then obviously that 9 in the morning game that's going to happen November the 12th uh, in Frankfurt, Germany. But what you have been given as a Colts fan is a reasonably competitive schedule. And I mean, I say reasonably here, competitive schedule with what your team makeup is right now. So you have the opportunity to win some games, a game or two, and, you know, get everybody excited again about the product. So you should be happy that you're only facing like a Joe Burrow or a Lamar Jackson. You should be happy if you're a Colts fan, and you're going to see this anyway, but you also add Bryce Young to the mix. You should be happy that you're going to be able to base a comparison on the quarterback position by what you see in front of you. I'm assuming at some point you're going to see Will Levis as a starter down in Tennessee, but you should be happy about that fact that you get C.J. Stroud twice, maybe Will Levis twice, and certainly you're going to get to see Bryce Young once as well on the road in Carolina, and then you'll get to, to base your comparison on whether or not the Colts did right right in not moving up to have their pick or selecting Anthony Richardson. That's all a part of it. But the biggest part of it is, is just to get this fan base engaged with, all right, now it's going in the right direction. Because a year ago, let's face it, it looked absolutely rudderless. Lots of folks got out front and made decisions. Chief among them would be Jim Ursay, But it felt like that there was no apparent direction. 
There were split decisions, you thought, all the way around. I mean, ultimately, the owner signs off of the decisions, but the owner wanted Jeff Saturday off the set of ESPN. You could tell that Chris Ballard, the general manager, didn't want that. So, obviously, you had that rub going. You had Frank Reich. Frank Reich in games that you should have won that you didn't. And it's not like that that didn't keep going even after Frank Reich ended up getting fired midseason. I mean, he had a firing midseason. This thing was an absolute mess. It was a messy circus a year ago. So you should be happy as a Colts fan that you get this type of schedule and this team is going to play teams that at least to me, if you eyeball it, are of similar comparison moving forward here. You know, maybe not so much. You know, you look at Jacksonville, not so much Cincinnati. I don't know what Baltimore is going to look like. I'm assuming with Lamar Jackson, they're going to be better. They did bring in, you know, some weapons, a possibility there. But this is what you need. And this is what the Colts need to be able to spark some enthusiasm from a fan base right now that the only reason you may have some is because of a 20-year-old quarterback that was drafted. It's going to have to be a lot more than that. And to me, the schedule gives it the opportunity. I know you look at it and you just go, oh, man, this is just about as boring as it gets. But again, that's what happens and that's what you get with a 4-12 and 1 mark and just the absolute mess that this team was a year ago. So we have plenty of time to chat about that at 239-1070. The email address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. And I know you're not seeing a lot of the great quarterbacks, but I'm not quite sure you want to see a lot of the great quarterbacks. I'm not quite sure you want to see Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson the way that it is. But you are going to see what this division certainly is going to look like in the future. And you're going to, again, be able to base that comparison on it. And I'll I tell you what it does as well. And I'm not going to say this is going to happen because this would be misguided of me. But... This is what you're going to encounter. You're going to encounter people looking at this schedule and, you know, obviously, you know, seeing the division games, right? And the early season division games, you know, seeing the Browns at home, the Saints at home. I mean, Derek Carr may be at the top of the list as one of the better quarterbacks that will be uh, competing against the Colts this year. Or the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask or whomever is going to be out there starting for them. Or the Steelers with year number two of of Pickett, you know, the Falcons with what their situation is right now, the Raiders for a six consecutive year. There are a lot of people out there that are going to indulge and look at that and say, well, you know what? You have a rookie quarterback who's very inexperienced, but you also have some has played at a high level and have been experienced and have you've seen them play at a high level with that experience in the past. That is going to, I think, probably point some folks in the direction of believing more into this team. I'll give you a great example. So I'm on with Tony Katz this morning on WIBC, and I even bring this up before he asked me. I said, you know, I think that this schedule may be conducive for them. And it's my expectation anyway. And I know that that's tough considering the amount of snaps that you have seen over the years uh, with a 20-year-old quarterback. But with this, with this schedule, my expectation is that you win at least a couple of more games. You know, you get to six or you get to seven wins. I think I told Tony this morning, seven wins. And he goes, well, hold on a minute. I had this team at 10. 
Well, there's no way in the world I'm going to suggest this team is going to win 10, but it backs up the argument that I bring up here that you have people out there chomping at the bit for anything to grasp, to be excited about in terms of winning. And, you know, other than the hope of a rookie quarterback, the hope of a rookie class and guys that have been there before. I mean, think about the offensive line. The offensive line in terms of what it was a year ago was a mess. They haven't made any changes. Bernard Ryman, you're number two, left side. You're going to have Quentin Nelson. You're going to have, you know, Ryan Kelly. Uh, whomever's going to start at right tackle, we'll find our check that. Right guard, we'll find out. Then, you know, you're going to have the same old, same old at, at right tackle as well. And their hope is that that changes because of the quarterback, of the athleticism of the quarterback, the escapability, the arm strength, all that. Um, and it's not going to be the same as it was a year ago because obviously with what you saw with Matt Ryan, that was an absolute disaster. But that also enhances your opinion on where you believe this team should go. I bet you there are a lot of fans out there that have this team winning around 10 games, think they can win around 10 games. I'm not one of them, and I'm not trying to slap rocket on you right now either, but I, I just I, this is going to take a lot more time in my opinion, than a lot of you are giving it credit to taking right now. It'd be great if it didn't, but it's going to. And you look at this schedule. This schedule is exactly what this team needs going into a season that has uncertainty, a season that has a great deal of hope, and a season that's trying to create enthusiasm. This schedule, to me, was exactly what the Colts needed. Maybe without flair, certainly without flair, but what they needed. Uh, Brent Halverson rejoins us right now. You look at the schedule, too, and, I mean, it's not rotten at all with high-level quarterbacks. But, again, I mean, you look at it, there are going to be a lot of people out there saying, well, you should win this game, you should win that game. That's probably not going to be real, but at least going into the season, it creates an enthusiasm, whereas you're not going, well, that's a loss, that's a loss, that's a loss. It is a little bit different than we've seen. It definitely is. And, and like I say, it's going to be interesting. What do I mean? Gardner Minshew, he's going to probably come out and start, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm I thinking. hope that he doesn't, but you might see that. Yeah, I think I hope so. that I mean, he doesn't. You know, I, I hope that he Again, does. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be huge, yeah. huge. And he might need a year or two to kind of adapt. So, you know, the Colts, I always look at the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, regular season win totals that they put out. Yeah. Right? So that kind of gives you a little gauge. The Colts are six and a half. Six and a half. I, I said seven on Tony Castle. This morning, and that's before I saw the six and a half. Yeah. So I think you're right on. I mean, I, I, I do. I, and, and I, I kind of look at it thinking, I mean, do I want to go just based on the fact that two things, what they did a year ago, but also what they did a year ago, they screwed themselves three or four times. And I mean, not just your average, oh, by the way, I'm going to screw myself, like heavily. <laughs> like, I mean, like like you know, history of NFL stuff. It's funny. I was watching. I turned it over to NFL Network last night. They had the Colts and Vikings game on. That is still as unbelievable to watch that crap today as it was when it happened last year. That was unreal. I mean, you think about that. You think about Washington. I mean, there are a... You know, I mean, even Philadelphia, a team that they could have beaten at home. So, I mean, you lighten the schedule a little bit and you let this team grow. And uh, I think you build, I think you build some continuity of positivity with the team, which is certainly necessary because we didn't see any of that a year ago. But you build some excitement in the fan base. I, I just thought that that's the type of schedule that you should expect, and that's the type of schedule that's needed for this team. Oh, I absolutely agree. And and they start off with Jacksonville, right? Yeah. At home, so. 
going to have a good test right out of the gate. But uh, again, you know, the, the expectations aren't really as high as they maybe were. Yep. You, you know, you're going to have that buffer year, if you want to call. There's been a few buffer years there. But this being a true one, I think you got a, a strong quarterback coming in that's going to be big for him. I think Jonathan Taylor, get him back in the fold, too. You know, I mean, just... He he, uh, product of the environment last year, yeah. right? I think honestly. So, um, I think there's some great opportunity there. I think it's six and a half. It's kind of right close. I'm with you though. I think seven, eight games. I think they could totally win. Um, I, I kind of like the. Uh, I kind of like that. I just looked. And, you would uh, take the six and a half. You take the over. I take right the over. Now. I take yeah. the over. And I just looked. It's minus one forty. So it shows yeah. a little juice on that over too. Right. So I think all the lines makers think that as well. So uh, you know what though? It's 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 good. We're talking about it, right? It's 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 happening. The schedule's been announced. Um, you know, now we can kind of start prepping for what's coming just shorter down the road now. It's getting a little bit shorter than it was uh, in February when it all wrapped up. Let's have Brent Halverson. He's our betting analyst, and he's also the proprietor here of Mystic Waters, just off of I-69 at the Pendleton State Road 38 exit. So it, you can really see it from the southbound lanes. You can see it across from the northbound lanes. And we invite you to come out. We have food. And you, you mentioned that you can say it. We've got beverages. We've got beverages. Come we, on we've out. We've got a uh, serve-yourself kind of deal over there, don't we? Well, there's, and, there's, and my, my listeners are the serve, kind of serving kind yourself. Kind of serving yourself, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, so, make sure everybody gets out safely. That's, that's the number <laughs> yeah, one yeah. key, right? Yeah, Great exactly. Yes. We have people watching, but... You'll like it. Let's just say that. Absolutely. You'll, right. you'll like the option that you have here in the beverage category. What else we got going on, Brent? So, I mean, you know, again, hey, John, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. The sun's coming back out. Yep. Look at that. The rain's gone. Let's get that out of the way. Um, a lot of good things coming up here. You know, there's, um, uh, like I say, we've got 25 cabins out here, fully renovated, all brand new beds. They're all all decorated differently. They're different options. You've got a, you got a rustic side. We've got our VIPs. We've got our beachfronts. Right. Got 64 RV sites back there. Do you there. put boats in here? No. No. No boats in no here. No boats. No. Right. No. This is uh, just kayaks, paddle kayaks, boards. Yeah, that, yeah I guess I should nature. have said not, that. Not yeah. motor. No motors. No motors. No motors. Yep. No motors. We want to keep it nice and clean. So yeah. we've got a nice beach area over there with a swimming area. So uh, we've got some fresh new sand that was brought in. Um, Nate Salee, he was out there. Uh, he, he really got our uh, volleyball court up and going. We got some paddle, or uh, excuse me, pickleball courts coming in. Nice. We got uh, basketball. People courts love pickleball. And batting cages. Coming Are you a pickleball person yet? I'm not. Man. I'm not either. I, I haven't you, done it. You know what? I watched. Uh, I watched John McEnroe and yep. and uh, Andre Agassi and and uh, I forget who else was playing just for a few minutes. Man, it looks like it's some work. You think I'm missing out on that too? I think it, I think, I think, you I are. think it would still kind of hurt my knee a little bit, but there's a, there's like some my quick knee hurts moving. right now. There's some quick moving. You got to get back and you got to jump around a little bit. But you're you're a a, well when I, well when I do though I kind of play straight up. I'm like a, an ironing board with legs. <laughs> 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 I'm like running like this, staring, and I I got to run and I got to cut in ways that it doesn't hurt stuff. And I'm always thinking about it. And this this really this sucks. I'm thinking about, all right, well, I can't do this fade because that's going to hurt my left knee. Oh, wait a minute. I can't do this Euro crossover here because if I go off my left foot, I might pop. Because if you remember a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I broke a bone in my, uh, my little toe um, in, uh, in my foot there. So, yeah, I'm always thinking about that stuff. And that's not good. You can't be thinking about it. You just got to be going. No, I'm, I'm that's what you. happens when you become old and decrepit like me. You know, I, well, it's not thinking about crap. I, I know. Yeah, same thing here. I had the knee thing, right? So <laughs> I, I didn't even play golf last year. You know, that's kind of sick. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to get out and play some golf. 
But yeah, they, they, you got to think about those ailments. You know what we should do? Let's get it. We'll get a team with like you and I. We'll get Smiley and uh, you know somebody else. Yep. We'll, just, we'll start slow. How about that? We start slow. Once we get these uh, courts out here, we'll start slow. We'll ease our way into the pickleball thing because it's sweeping the nation. I know that. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And you're going to have pickleball courts here. You got Joe's Grill. I saw Nally and Miller in their food truck here too. Food truck is going to be here open every weekend. Uh, they're open up tonight six to nine. We got Crosshairs playing. Sammy Farr, she's awesome. Her voice is amazing. Uh, now uh, they play out here. They're playing out here nice. tonight. Yep, yeah. We had Kelly Eisner, like I mentioned earlier today. Uh, so a lot of good things, and we got a lot of stuff throughout the year that's coming out here. A lot of good. Uh, we do a lot of events too, John. So you know, fiftieth birthday parties, fortieth birthday parties, sixteenth birthday parties. Yeah, a lot of birthday parties, corporate retreats. You think of it, we're, we're, it's happening out here, and uh, you know, Lisa's a big key of that too. So. Um, you know, hopefully we get Lisa and Pete up here in a little bit and join us. We'll do a yep. little do a little combo talk. About no, that. We, we can do that. Too. Awesome. We want to thank all the Madison County folks that came out to. I know Cameron from the Chamber of Commerce uh, is an Indiana State grad, which is awesome for me. And a shout out to the Sycamores, Mitch Hanna's and the 11th ranked Sycamore baseball team. We talked to the head coach, Mitch Hanna's, a little bit earlier this week. But Cam, uh, I should. Yeah, he was uh, Clayton. I should Clayton, say he was yep. out. I'm looking at Cameron, the engineer. <laughs> Clayton was out here. Um, he may still be out here. If he is, I'd love to get but, him over here. Yeah. He's, he's an awesome guy, right? That, yeah, great dude. So great that great he came dude. out. And we also had the Pendleton Business Association, Mike Romack, yep. out here. Um, you know, just great for us to be a part of this awesome community in Pendleton, Indiana. Here. All right, so Brent Alverson right there. So, hey, join us. Mystic Waters Campground. We've got the lakes. You can fish. You got two of the three you fish in. You have fishing only lakes and then a water sports and only lake right behind us right you, here. You right? got you got the beach swim area, the beach swim which area kayaking, too. paddleboarding, yep. floating, swimming. Yep. Just get out and have fun in the water. Do that here. And we've got food. We've got beverage. We've got more fun coming up later on tonight. So, hey, don't think you have to beat it to get here by six because the fun still will be going on after that. I just want I want to see your ass if you guys come out here. So just make sure you get out here so we can see you. We can get you a cocktail or a few here. Have some fun with the opening, the grand opening of Mystic Waters Campground again. State Road 38 off of I-69. We are in Pendleton. My friend, hang with us, all right? Hey, That's Brent Halverson, everybody, inside the lounge via YouTube Live. And if you want to check out what it looks like here at Mystic Waters, I have a great shot behind me right here of the lake so you can check that out right now if you're thinking well wait a minute i kind of want to get a look-see before i head up there you can check out the ride with jmv on youtube live right now where everybody is talking and participating and all that but you can check out the lake one of the three that is behind me right here all right more to come tony east will talk a little nba with us the nba postseason was pretty funny last night man if you're the phoenix suns uh, and once again be happy Pacer fans, and listen, I'm going to give myself a lot of credit here because people said yesterday, oh, you're gloating too much. Well, I take a lot of crap often, so I am going to gloat a little bit on this. Are you glad now, once again, that DeAndre Ayton wasn't a max out deal type of player here? Are we glad about that now? Everybody happy about that? Didn't even play last night, but man, the way the Suns went out and then Devin Booker bailed before he met with the media. And the way that they went out last year, they were down 30 at the half to Dallas last year. I mean, it was just terrible for them last night. And then the gag job, it's funny because I love Brad Stevens and I love Pete Dinwiddie, who's in the organization with the Sixers. Of course, Brad runs the Celtics. But I hate both of those teams, and I really wanted both of them to lose. But if one were going to win – 
I'm glad it was Boston because the gag job that Philly had last night made made me feel really good. That was funny. Um, I don't know if we can get both of those teams to gag on Sunday in a decisive game seven, but I thought last night was pretty funny. In terms of gagging, Philly was right there from Doc Rivers on down. That was fairly hilarious right there. All right, here's what we got coming up. Stephen Holder's going to join me coming up at the bottom of the hour. We've got Tony East going to join us, talk some Pacers and NBA in the 5 o'clock hour. And we're going to talk to some folks around here and you at 239-1070 as well, especially those that want to get in here in the 4 o'clock hour and talk about that schedule and your thoughts and see if you agree with me on that, disagree with me on that, what have you. That and more from Mystic Waters, again, off of I-69 at State Road 38, the Pendleton exit, our grand opening, me, Brent Halverson, and a cast of thousands here. And we would love to see you as you're talking about uh, the lake behind me right here via YouTube Live. It is spectacular. The stream, the app, HD Radio at 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Two more minutes. They could be miles off course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. A real sweat. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Welcome back to Mystic Waters Campground. This is where we are today, having an absolute blast. The grand opening off of State Road 38, which is off of I-69 at the Pendleton exit. I would absolutely love to see you all, and I mean absolutely everybody here. Got a lot of the friends. I saw Mac and Paul's here. J-Law's in the house, too. Hopefully we see a lot of you here. We've got food. We've got beverage. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Litzy just said, wait a minute, serve yourself. <laughs> Better reserve one of those cabins for me. Yeah, it's going to be good here. And, you know, the weather was a little bit wet when we started, and it's good to go right now. Keep you updated on that. Tony East still to join. Um Got qualifying going on, IMS for the GMR Grand Prix. If you missed our conversations yesterday with Joseph Newgarden and Sam Schmidt, podcast 107.5thefan.com. But meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline from ESPN.com. He is our friend of the show, Stephen Holder with us. Stephen, I kind of laid it out this way. Uh, the Colts got with no primetime games exactly what I expected and what they deserve for a 4-12 and 1 type of season. However, I think what it did do, it did spring even with a quarterback with the relative inexperience of Anthony Richardson as a rookie, assuming he is going to be that starter, it gives an opportunity of competitive hope. It may not give you a lot of greatness, and oh my goodness, I can't wait until that game, but it gives you, if you're a Colts fan, I think some competitive hope, does it not? I think so. It is, it is really dangerous to look back at last year's records and, and look at strength of schedule, okay? So I'm going to go on record saying that. Now, that being said, if you do do that, they have the fourth easiest, quote-unquote, schedule uh, in the NFL this year. I think, you know, the division pairings are, are somewhat fortunate for them. The, you know, the NFC South doesn't really scare people this year. They're, they're playing the, I believe, the AFC North. Uh, certainly there's a couple teams in there that you got to worry about, but there's also 
you know, some teams that are in transition, you know, like, you know, uh, Pittsburgh and, you know, what is Cleveland going to look like? I don't know. You know, so there's, there are opportunities there. I also think, excuse me, the front end, even though that Jacksonville game opening week is, is probably going to end up being tougher than, than anyone expects because, you know, it's week one, (laughs) but that being said, I mean, Jacksonville, Houston, I'm looking at it here, Baltimore, Rams, Tennessee, that's your first five. I mean, that's a very, very, very manageable opening slate for the Colts. I ain't predicting they're going to be good. I'm just saying if they can be competent, you should be competitive and you should, you know, have a chance to win some of these games. Well, I look at it like this, and I think I've, I've given you this description before, and I know I've said it a number of times here. I, I think that they need to create a season, produce a season, much like we saw with the Pacers. And I'm not automatically suggesting that they don't make the postseason or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you want to start where the Colts are starting right now, obviously with a 20-year-old rookie quarterback and building for the longer-term future, but you want to give this fan base reasons to be excited. Now, you look at face value of that schedule, there's not a lot of names and a lot of teams that do that, but if you can pop a win here or there, build some excitement that hasn't been there in a bit, then I think that's exactly what this fan base needs here moving forward. And really, I think it's the type of schedule where you can get some guys acclimated that you absolutely have to get acclimated, and that's starting with a rookie quarterback, Stephen. Yeah, I, I have felt for a very long time that, that this was never about this season. It, it's, it's not, for me at least, about wins and losses. It isn't. And, and it's a kind of re- repeating what you just said. It's about... I want to see what the future holds. I want to get a glimpse of what the future holds. We're going to know everything about Anthony Richardson by the time this season is over. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, you know how this is a process, right? You can look at like Dustin Fields, for example, and you can see progression with him, but you also can admit that like he's not a finished product, you know? So that that's totally possible. That could happen. But, but hopefully – it's a it's a more clear picture or a clearer picture sooner than later, you know, sooner than, for example, Justin Fields, which has been, you know, it's been a little bit of a tough go for him just because I think the team around him, uh, the Colts, I think have a better team than, than Justin Fields had as a rookie and probably even last year where they really didn't spend very much money on that roster. So they have a better supporting cast, I believe right now than Justin Fields has had. And he did enough to show that, that he could be a long-term answer. And, you know, Anthony Richardson is, in, in many ways, uh, has, has more going, you know, with his physical talent. So, I don't know, man. I, I just think I'm with you. I do think it's really about show me something. I don't care what the record ends up being. I'm not saying you can't – I'm not saying that they, they should win or, excuse me, lose winnable games. If they're in the games, they should find a way to finish them. But – it's not the end-all, be-all for me. It's about just show me something. Let's see where is this team going in the long term. Well, this thing seemed just so absolutely useless going off of last year, and, and that's why I compared it to the Pacers because yeah. you know, Rick Carlisle came on here and said in October, yeah, there's going to be some losing you're going to see, but hang with us, and it's all going to be for the better. And they won some games, surprised in December along the way, and kind of built that enthusiasm through the way that they played. 
uh, by not setting the bar so high as Jim Ursay has been noted to do in the past. <laughs> I, to me, to me, this is perfect. This is a perfect schedule for this team to try to come around. Now, there's the other side of the coin, Stephen. Uh, if they don't play well with this schedule, then you're going to say, well, this team is in the absolute dungeon and not coming out anytime soon. But just eyeballing the basics of this schedule, I think this is what's needed for this team to build a little bit of enthusiasm that they have not had here in the past year. I think you have to remember something that last year was terrible. 4-12-1 and one is, is- absolutely terrible when you factor in what the expectations were. Okay, we all agree on that. Now, you have to consider what it took to get to 4-12-1. And look, this is not a defense of Frank Reich, but I mean, as bad as they were early on, that was a team that was 3-5-1, and and with a few more breaks here and there, you know, had, had they had maybe not made the coaching change, I don't know what would have happened. Um, who knows? But the, here's the thing. Look what it took for them to get there. Lead the league in, in turnovers. Have absolute uh, absolute carnival at quarterback. Okay? They made four quarterback changes last year, man. It was an absolute, just a, a catastrophe of a season. That's what it took for them to, to get to the four wins. So what I'm saying is, if you have at least a pulse at quarterback, at least a pulse, and you have an easier schedule, which I think is unquestionably true, you should fall into some wins. I think you could fall into some. I don't know how many. I don't care about the number, but I do think there are opportunities there. Uh, There's a lot of teams on this schedule that that got a lot of problems, just like the Colts got problems. So it ain't like they're in it themselves. themselves. There's a lot of other teams that they have company with here. All right, so what's your call? And I'm sure you probably already put that out there. I had mentioned this this morning. I, I thought maybe seven wins, and that was before I saw the Vegas odds as of right now were, were six and a half is the, the over-under. Mm-hmm. Where are you going with it right now? Yeah, I think, I think seven is a good over-under. Um, where do I fall? I, I think I'm in the seven range myself. Um, but I can paint you a scenario where, where they're on the over. I, could, I really could do that. I really could. I, I, think, I don't think it's that hard. Here, here is what I know. I don't know if this is going to work, but here is what I know. They have, a, they have a, a sort of an approach in mind, and that approach is this. Whenever Anthony Richardson gets out there, I don't know when that's going to happen, but whenever he takes the field, they think they have a little bit of an advantage. I think he's going to play at least in a package early on. I really expect that. So whether Minshew starts initially, I don't know. But I think you'll see Anthony Richardson in some capacity early in the season, perhaps even week one, in some capacity. And they'll put him out there, and the defense is going to have nothing to go on. I mean, they know he's going to run the ball somewhat, but they don't know what it's going to look like. New coach, new system, new quarterback. That is the cold thing. That is an advantage. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see whether that actually holds true. But I, I think there's a possibility that they're onto something there. And it may, not, it, it may not be an advantage in week 12 or 13, but at least initially they think it could be an advantage. So that my point to your earlier question on the schedule, at least that first half of the schedule, take advantage of that when you can. So Stephen Holder of ESPN.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Does this thing shake out 
as far as the AFC South is concerned, I, I mean, obviously, if this thing can work out with the three rookie quarterbacks getting that opportunity and being able to sustain, how's this look when you add them with Trevor Lawrence for the more distant future to you at that position? Oh, I, I think it has the possibility to have some real rivalries there. You know, I, I think that is, you know, I think what the expectation should be. Um, you know, we've seen this in in other you know, in other divisions, we haven't seen it in the AFC South lately, <laughs> but but there definitely have been instances like that. I mean, don't you think that that uh, in the AFC North that that Lamar Jackson and you know, say I don't know, the, you know, against the Bengals, right? I mean, <laughs> you're going to see battles between those quarterbacks, you know, for for many many years to come. I think that's a good example of maybe. I'm not saying these guys will ever get to that level. But, you know, they, there's a good chance for young quarterbacks in this division, there's a good chance a couple of them are going to turn into really good quarterbacks. I don't know which ones, but the odds say that a couple of them will probably really develop into really good quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is probably already on his way. And then the question is, you know, which team, you know, which, which quarterbacks from what teams are those guys? And then the other two may fizzle out or, or maybe just be just be okay, right? But I do think the odds are in our favor that a couple of these guys at least will be really good. And that'll add some excitement to the division. And the hopes the, the Colts have to hope they have one of those two guys. <laughs> hey Steven, final thing before I let you go, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, I'm not sure, but I'll ask you anyway. Um, when did the Colts find out that their destination was going to be Frankfurt, Germany? And were they happy with that compared to being able to go to London again? There, there was a rumor of that in recent weeks. I had heard that rumor, uh, but I, I didn't, I, I had no, I had no idea whether they knew for sure or not. Um, so I don't know when they, but the rumor was out there. And, and cause I, I have to imagine that, the league didn't just drop it on them when they made the announcement. That's not how those things work. They, they will get some heads up. And, and so, and even when they're thinking about it in, in sort of determining who may or may not go, you know, there's conversations with the league, even at that point. So um, I, I think I could tell you from an ownership perspective, Jim Mercy loves these opportunities. Look, I was there with him in London, you know, a few years ago and he was like a pig in slop. He loves that because it, it puts yeah. you in the spotlight. It puts your team in the spotlight. And he loves when his team is in the spotlight. That's why he loves primetime appearances and all that. So, so from an ownership perspective and, and from a, you know, the, the, the executive top-down perspective, I'm sure they love it. Uh, it doesn't cost them a home game either. So if you do go overseas, you want to go when it's not your game. And the, that way your fans don't lose a game. So I think from that perspective, they like it a lot. From a football perspective, it's tough, and it does make your life more challenging. So <laughs> they probably don't love it on that side of the building. I, I just kind of wonder if they dig. I'd heard that uh, the allotment is going to be around 600 because of the size of the stadium ticket-wise. Oh, I don't expect um, it to and, be a lot. Yeah, it's not it's Yeah, game, and, and, right? so remember. I just I, I wonder how much they love that. I think for 2016 yeah. in London – I think they got a thousand for friends and family of the team, and then a thousand for the fans. I think that's the way that it went. 
Mm-hmm. But that's certainly a hell of a lot more than 600 I think that the fans are going to get. So that may end up being, for those fans, much like me, I really love going to London. I like to go to Germany, but I, I kind of yeah. wonder just how much of an option that's going to be and how valuable, how, how hot a commodity that ticket may end up being. I guess we'll see. No, it's a good question. I, I do think you, you have a couple of variables here. You have the size of the stadium, which is notable, but it, I think it's, what, 46,000, I believe? So you, you've got that as a variable. And then the other variable is that it's a it's a Patriots home game. So if, if there is any sizable allotment, they're going to have more of it. You know, they're going to have the, the lion's share of that. I also understand that – the Patriots have something of a fan base over there in Europe. Just, I think Tom Brady kind of globalized that yeah. team a little bit anyway. So, so they've got that going too. The, the tickets that are sold to Europeans, Germans, et cetera, uh, there may be quite a few Patriots fans among that group. So, look, this ain't going to be a favorable uh, venue for the Colts as far as I can tell. So Stephen Holder of ESPN.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group. Uh, on the day after the official release of the Colts, 2023 schedule. Stephen, have a great weekend. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you. All right, my friend. See you. Stephen Holder on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Tony Eastell, the come. Brent Halverson rejoins the grand opening of Mystic Waters. I-69, State Road 38, Pendleton exit right here. Join us. Food, beverage, you know what that means, too, with Heaven Hill Distillery. Fun and more. Join us. I'll be here until 6. The fun continues afterwards on 93.5-1075 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm going to... Damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Mystic Waters and my man Joe is in the house here. Good to see you. Oh, Joe is here. Clayton runs things. No, you don't run things. Do you run things in Madison County? Can I say that? Those guys are going to join us coming up in just a bit, by the way, too. Brent Halverson rejoins the grand opening of Mystic Waters, our location off of I-69. Cam's the on-site engineer, and James back at the studio. You got two NBA games later on tonight. I saw, you guys remember our guy Slater? Uh, Andy Slater, right? From Miami. He spent all that time as a betting guy, but he spent all his time down in uh, Cartagena, Colombia, I believe which we always were a little bit skeptical about why. Anyway, I saw this tweet where he had said that according to, I think he said the FAA that he checked with, the Heat have not gone ahead and scheduled a return flight to New York after tonight. I I don't think you would do that anyway until you have to, but that was from Andy Slater. I'd wonder where Andy Slater had gone, by the way. So you got the Knicks in the heat with a closeout opportunity up three games to two best of seven for the heat tonight. Warriors and the Lakers and the Lakers up three games to two and their chance to close out the defending champs coming up this evening. Three games to two right now in that Western Conference semifinal best of seven. Mystic Waters will come back with you off of I-69 for their grand opening. Tony East is going to join us, too. Uh, we'll talk about what could could have been with DeAndre Ayton back in the summertime and what luckily 
and fortunate for the Pacers did not, and what this offseason should look like. Some names are going to be floating around. How much interest should the Pacers have? That and the NBA postseason coming up with you as well. Again, hour two live from Mystic Waters on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Let us welcome you to Hour 2 from the grand opening of Mystic Waters, Pendleton, Indiana, I-69, State Road 38. Thank you for being a part of this. Stephen Holder, a little bit earlier, ESPN.com, podcast 107.5thefan.com. If you wouldn't mind, too, James, keep me updated on what's going on out at the track because I know we had some wet weather here, and I don't know. I have not seen how that affected stuff out on uh, the west side because obviously they're they're having track activity and qualifying in preparation for tomorrow's GMR Grand Prix. So keep me updated on that stuff. If you would not mind, James, back in the studio, we've been talking about the Colts and the schedule, the good and the bad, and what I think is overwhelmingly good, even if the schedule is incredibly boring, and it is. It's boring, but that's what you get when you're 4-12-1 because you're the reason why – your schedule is boring, and you're the reason why you have no prime time games. You're the reason. But as far as a fan base and a team building some momentum, winning some games, being competitive, and maybe putting some energy into a fan base that needs it, I think that opportunity is there. In the meantime, 239-1070 is the number. Let's bring Justin on board. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you doing, John? Justin, I'm great. Go ahead. Hey, how do you, do you? I know you do a lot of stuff for Bullseye event. Um, do they yes. have anything working right now for the trip? Let me tell you, I talked to Kyle Kinnett yesterday, and he said, have, "Make sure if 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 somebody like you asks this question, that I tell them that they are working on it and something. The wheels will be put in motion. So yes, they will have something." Okay, yeah, because we, we emailed – we're season ticket holders, and we emailed the Colts, and they said – the Colts said they have – as of right now. But I know yeah. Bullseye event does something different than what the Colts do. So I wasn't Well, sure. and, and that's, that's the issue, Justin. The issue is, from what I was told, they're only going to have 600 tickets. And yeah, I don't know how in the world that's going to work. Now, I'm assuming got, uh, it, it's got to be 600 – for friends and family of the team, and then 600 for the fans. I don't think you're splitting up 600, you know, 300 to 300 like that. Right. But they only have 600, and it's not going to be, and I say easy, but it wasn't easy. It's not going to be as easy as it was in 2016 when they went to London because they had more tickets, and this, this venue only holds 48,000, so they're just not getting as much. That could be problematic, but that's what Kyle told me yesterday, and we'll play off of that. As soon as I find out, I'll let everybody know. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. You got it, Justin. I tell you what, I went with Bullseye in 2016, and it was kicking and screaming. I did not want to go, and I ended up going. We had a a flight that was direct from Indy to Getwick in London, and I got myself a little middle row action right there. Not a middle seat in the middle row, but a middle row with a little bit of room. It was awesome. It did not feel like eight hours. And I told this story before. It felt like the bus ride from Getwick into London took longer than it did the flight to get over there and then the flight to get back. 
and we left basically during the Sunday night game in 2016. That's when we jumped on the shuttle bus and went to Getwick, and I got back in time. I got back at around 2.30 or 2.45. I think that's when the flight landed, and I was on the air downtown by 3.30, and that's when I said a bunch of stuff about Dwayne Allen, and he decided not to be my friend anymore. So that's when our friendship ended after that game because the game was a disaster. I mean, the Colts were terrible against Jacksonville. I mean, across the board terrible, and we had to describe it as such, and and people didn't like it, and you know I probably wouldn't either. But, man, the time that we had was absolutely awesome. And uh, here's hoping that we all get to go to Frankfurt, Germany, to check that out. What we're checking out right now is Mystic Waters. It is the grand opening, right? That is what we're doing, the grand opening, the ribbon-cutting ceremony. Brent Halverson rejoins. How are things going? Outstanding, John. And again, hey, the weather's cleared up, right? We had a little bit of a shower, but uh, a looks little like we're, bit of a shower. Looks like we're in a clean. Right we got a there. nice breeze blowing. I mean, yes. this breeze is awesome. You know, the best thing about that, middle of the summertime, June, July, August, when it's 99 degrees and hot, this breeze always rolls right here. So it's a very, very comfortable uh, place to enjoy that hot weather. It so, is. So, I mean, you've been rolling this for the better part of the last year plus. Yep. And we got some friends of the show and friends of yours here. Clayton Whitson, we met a little bit earlier. He's an ISU grad, president and CEO of Madison County Chamber. And uh, Mike Romack is here, the treasurer of the Pendleton Business Association. Fellas, good to have you. JMB, How do you like thanks for having so us. This is exciting. Hey, what year Indiana State again? 07. Not to, not to date you at all, but oh, class 07. of 07. Okay. Well, I just kind of set the standard over there for you when I was there. <laughs> I set a standard. Did you ever party at Ethan Crawford, or, or did they condemn that place once I left? I, well, I think I, it got condemned. I don't want to tell too many of my war stories, but I spent most of my time at the Ballyhoo. Ballyhoo, that's I was going to yeah, say. That's an yeah. yeah. unofficial well, endorsement. Um, I well, told my family it was a Pizza King, so they wouldn't know that I was yeah. spending that much time at the bar. Well, I loved the Bally. I, I also, in, at that time, Simmerals was still open, so I'd be at Simmerals and I think High Towers. I went to a couple of different times. There were uh, uh, places that are no longer open, but I loved to host my own. We made a little bit of money off that bad boy. I, I bet you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. $5 a, a cup. Yeah. I, de- I DJ'd it. And, uh, no, what we did was the, the, the girls got in free. The dudes had to pay. Well, sure. All right. We don't want any hard legs at our party without payment at the door. So the dudes had to pay back then. Hey, that's so smart. Uh, we hired a security guard. Hey, you did it right. We hired a security because when, you know, when you know, the cops would roll up, they would say, hey, you got everything under control? Absolutely. And as long as there wasn't one of these idiots, you know, taking a whiz in the bush or something like that out front, we were all good. So, so you didn't get caught doing that? No, I never did. <laughs> never well, good, did. Good. I, I think they were glad when I left, Ethan Crawford. <laughs> but at the same time, we had some good parties out there. So what we got here going, fellas? What we got, Brian? Well, I'll tell you, and gentlemen, thank you guys for being a part of today. Uh, you guys are two You're integral welcome. parts of this. And, and being out here means a lot to us. Um, you know, everything that we're – doing out here and continue to do uh you guys continue to support us and and we can't ask for more so again thank you uh for both taking your time out of your day to come out today you know brent i I said this earlier but it's called mystic waters campground but this is so much more than just a campground there's so many amenities here whether it's water recreation paddleboarding kayaking canoeing you name it there are so many options that family friendly absolutely uh, this is just a great amenity as you know we call this the gateway to pendleton it's really the gateway to madison county and Um, uh, most people around the state yeah. in, in the economic development realm, you know, you're coming up this Hamilton County corridor, you know, Madison County's next. We're poised for quite a bit of growth and to have this right on the forefront is just a beautiful amenity to have here. 
Well, and it's awesome to, to, to hear you say that and, and for us to be a part of it, right? I mean, we're, we're all big fans of the outdoors, and, and what a beautiful place, right? I mean, so close to everything, but yet far enough away. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. It's absolutely. Been, it's been great, and again, the support uh, that uh, the, 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 you guys have given Pendle- us. Pendleton been awesome. Business Association is out here to support you, and uh, boy, I'm looking at it as I've got some grandkids I'd like to bring out here and paddleboard and, and uh, get in a kayak with, and I think that'd be fantastic and fun for them, and, and uh, uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and thank you for being involved and being here. Well, that's that's outstanding. i got to have the Pendleton Business Association, like, back in the show, too. Okay. You guys good with that? Yeah. Well, oh, heck yes. Absolutely. Why don't we do that? We'll be, co- we'll be happy to come down there. <laughs> I, I love that. Love it. So what's that entail, by the way, too? Well, we're, we're uh, members in South Madison County, yep. Pendleton address, Ingalls, Markleville, uh, looking at the future in the Shout town. Out to Ingalls. What, what's yep. going to happen? What's going to happen in the future? And we've got about 150 members, and, we, and we've sponsor the fall festival here in Pendleton in September and the Christmas in Pendleton, which has yep. been best of Madison County. And so we, uh, we are very active and we want to eventually get into uh, be a chamber as the Madison County chamber, uh, have a chamber executive and support the businesses that are here. What are you doing, Clayton, in the Madison County Chamber? So we do quite a bit of public policy work, uh, trying to advocate for the best possible business climate for our members right here in Madison County. We've got a little over 500 members countywide, um, as well as a few that are doing business in Madison County but may not geographically be located here in Madison County. So that's about a fourth of our time is dedicated to public policy work. Uh, We do quite a bit of economic development work. We work with uh, kind of all of the different economic development directors from all of our municipalities to kind of make sure that we've got a coordinated mission, right. the types of businesses that we're recruiting here, as well as giving first opportunities for our existing businesses to expand and, and to retain their, their workforce base. How are things going in that capacity? We're going great. Madison County is definitely on the move. We've got a lot of positive things going in our direction. That's awesome. And also, you're from Indiana State. Now, did you? are you from here originally? I was born, I'm an Elwood Panther, born and raised oh, in, you know, yeah, in the hometown yeah. of John Mengeld, if you're familiar. Uh, 1960s Auburn player, went on to play for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, well, yes. Uh, just, I, I, Justin, yeah. home, hometown of Justin Fry, who's the uh, offensive line coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes. There you go. So, yes. Yeah. And, and also, that's the. I think I got turned around after Mike Wells and I went to see Bell Biv DeVoe at uh, the track at Harris Hoosier Park. And I ended up, instead of ending up in Indy, I ended up in Elwood. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. I got turned around. That's not I, a bad thing. Well, I saw all these. Next time you got to give me a call. I saw all these lights. Go. Yeah. Am I near an airport or what? <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. Was it like a wind farm or something? Yeah. Is that near? What it, yep. Right? If you're yeah. at the wind farm, you're in Elwood. Oh, I yeah. got completely turned around right yeah. here. So now, <laughs> now did we pat? You guys also have. A Frisch's big boy in Madison County. One of the last with with a six foot tall big boy. Oh, tell me all about it. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I come up here, I go, I got to go by and get a big and I just don't. You know, and that's the thing. Like everybody says they love Carmel and I'm going to trash on Carmel. They built the Palladium to look old. We've got the Paramount Theater. We've got the original model. (laughs) We've got the original Frisch's big boy. We've got the original. We've got the classic. Built it to look old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, man. I know that you had 38 special there not long ago. I know Night Ranger that they can't replicate. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and you know, you know what? And I, I, I recognize that uh, you know, Madison County and in and around Anderson, it's cool that everything's getting back in gear too. So, and uh, that is, it's great to see. Well, you said back in gear. One thing I'm really excited for Mystic Waters here is I think this is going to be an awesome campground for folks attending the Little Five Hundred. Oh, absolutely. I don't know, sure. JMV. I don't know if you've been to Anderson Speedway. But this oh, is I've the, done the, the, yeah. the 75th well, out running. Before too. The, the Lucas Oil yep. uh, Little 500. This is 75th running. It's going to be a big event this year. Yeah. Well, and I know that 
Yeah, that's forget. Was Kyle Busch up here one year, not long? Ago? Ryan Newman just ran last Ryan, year. Ryan, Ryan Newman, Newman did just last um, year. That's who I was thinking. Uh, of. The rumor is if you come up this year that uh, Ken Schrader is going to be around. Yeah. So the, there's a, there's a lot of old NASCAR names that well, they just really embrace and, and, that quarter mile high banked oval. And that's awesome. And yeah. Anderson Speedway is uh, one of the you know the the historic places uh, oh, racing wise. It's in a state that just loves racing like and, that and on all levels. That Speedway still holds the world record for the fastest quarter mile lap. It's it's unreal. That is the way God intended you to watch racing. You are <laughs> yeah. on top of the track. You are. Yeah. It's exciting. You are. Now, you live in Anderson? I do. Awesome. I do. Right in the downtown. Yep. That is great. Well, anyway, telling you, Brent, work with these people right here. They it's, got your back. It's a pleasure to have them out here. And again, gentlemen, thank you very much. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this is very exciting for us. And uh, to have your support means a lot to us. So I uh, can't thank you enough. Really well, I'm going to be a customer later this summer. I'm coming back. Well, please, yeah. absolutely. we got, we got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on this summer. So, yeah, please do. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Hey, thank you guys for coming, too. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank guys, you. Guys, thank you. Thank Pleasure. You. All right. Remember, listen to the show up here. A lot of love in Madison County. A lot of love in Pendleton for the show up here. And we'll all maybe have to come up here together. I'll rent a cabin, too. There we go. Absolutely. We'll make it, we'll there make we it go. out. Get Kelly out here to do some music. Yeah. So, yep. come on up. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate that. All right, man. Thanks, that's guys. awesome right there, too. So that's part of the ribbon-cutting ceremony from a little bit earlier today. And I can tell, my brother, you're excited about this. I love it. Too. Absolutely. You know, and it, the labor of love over the last year. And, again, what, what all of the staff out here has done, it's, it's just it's, it's exciting for us to be able to show it off because the amount of work yep. that everybody's put in out here um, with what this was uh, a year and a half ago, it's tremendous. And there's a lot of stuff coming, too. That's exciting as well. You're going to see a lot coming more this year, next yeah. year. I mean, we'll continue to put back into it. Uh, and, again, to have the support of uh, these two gentlemen right here and the entire town and surrounding area, it's, uh, it means a lot to us. I can't believe you did this. This is great. Right? Pretty uh, wild win. Our betting analyst or Heaven Hill Distillery guy is running an awesome campground. <laughs> well, that's really Lisa right here. Is, is, I know. Lisa. We're going to talk awesome. to her we shortly, will. too. And uh, Pete Watson, too. I mean, and again, the entire staff. It's not, uh, it's, it takes a village, right? And that's a truly uh, a statement of what's happening now. Well, here. let me tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed, um, and not in what you've done, but Dave Smiley's over there from ZPL, the Smiley Morning Show. Where are the bros? man. Yeah, it's finally bros. Like normally the bros show up and you don't, and now you show up and the bros aren't. Is there a correlation there? I am incredibly there? disappointed. They, they really don't like you, do they? <laughs> I thought they were your friends. So, yeah, I thought that the smiley bros are going to be up here, and uh, they're not up here yet. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed regarding that. Yep, to get well, that thing in gear. The good thing is, John, we've got plenty of time. This, I mean, the show stops at 6, but not here. We're going to be going all night. So come on out. Join us. We'll do a smiley bro late night thing, too. So <laughs> grab the bar open all night. Well, he brought the COVID RV I see over there, right? He had the, the COVID trailers over there parked and ready to go. It's pretty sweet. Um, by the way, because we're now getting ready to start, the uh, the concert season at Ruoff. off yep. uh, you guys you guys last year I know you had a lot of people that rented out cabins over a weekend or a day or something to make it really easy to get down to Ruoff. you know John it's a really great combination right we're nine miles north of Deer yep. Creek right so you know last year uh, we, we just opened up we opened Memorial Day last year and fish played the following week and yep. we had 450 kids out here and it was it was awesome Got a shuttle running to and from, so safe transportation to and from. Now, will you run a shuttle from Ruoff for people here? We will. So select yeah. shows, and, select and if shows. we get enough uh, uh, enough interest, right? right. So we, we hire 
a company from the outside to come in and, and do that to make sure everybody's taken care of. Um, so, yeah, coming up, you know, Dave Matthews Band, Dead & Company, all your yeah. big travel shows. Eric Church, I think Shania Twain we're talking about. A lot of those bigger shows, we're going to do stuff like that. Um, I know for, for Dave and, and Dead & Company, we're pretty well booked outside of tent camping. So, um, But there's, there's a bundle of tent camping out here, of course. 25 cabins, 65 RV spots, um, and the party does not stop after the show. Come on out and uh, have a lot of have a lot of fun out here. That is uh, Brent Halverson right there. A quickly is Daryl still on hold there, James at two three nine, ten seventy. Daryl, join the show. How you doing, my brother? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm great. What do you got? Coach football. I think we're definitely heading in the right direction. We. Really added a lot of speed to the offense and tuck out some of that predictability. Well, I want to ask you this. Um, I, I think that this schedule is conducive, and this is where you have to start. This is a lot like a grassroots effort. I mean, you're going to look at Jonathan Taylor, and you're going to say, well, wait a minute, he's already established. DeForest Buckner, wait a minute, he's already established. But more often than not, you're going to see more of a, an essential grassroots effort. Is this something you're believing in? And I believe – to me, the schedule is conducive for that. Well, it may look a bit boring with the teams on the schedule. I think it's conducive to build a little bit of enthusiasm, which this team has been without of, really, for the better part of not a, an entire year, but certainly, you know, once that Kansas City game a year ago was in the rear view, there wasn't much to cheer about, and people got kind of tired of it. Do you think that that – is a team that can build a little bit of enthusiasm coupled with a schedule that the way you look at it is without these upper-tier teams with the exception of a couple. I think we might be able to go 10-7. and seven. I mean, basically, we've got a good defense, and it's our offense can actually produce and not be so predictable so that, that Jonathan can get out and run. We could not stress the field last year, and with this fast quarterback, if we can bring some speed in the receiver, I think we really missed Hilton last year. Well, and they're still going to need to add that because, I mean, even if you like what they did, for example, uh, in the draft, you're, you're still going to need. And, you know, Isaiah McKenzie with the free agent pickup from Buffalo at wide receiver, you're, you're still going to need more. They don't have that. And I wish they still would have done more. Uh, however, they didn't. But you want to see growth, and you want to see that growth in the quarterback position. I just – I maintain this. For one, and thank you for the call, Daryl. Have a great weekend. I thought that this was the type of schedule they were going to get. And I thought that they needed a schedule to where – I'm not suggesting it's false hope, but where you could start building some momentum for a team that just simply hasn't had any. And we have seen that. I think that opportunity with this, I'm not going to suggest they're going to win 10. Like I saw the over-under is 6.5. You know, 7 is what I said this morning. As of right now, I'll stick with that. I mean, nobody's going to ride home and go, oh, boy, that's great with seven wins. But as long as you're looking better and looking like that you're built better for the future in the process – I think you can build that enthusiasm, which has absolutely been lost with this fan base. And, and last year really did a number on it. And I, I kind of compared last year to the past with Colts teams that goes back really well beyond a lot of you and some of the stuff that if you're my age, you had to watch 
where it was more that they were the butt of jokes than anything else. The butt of jokes, apathy. I mean, all of those descriptions that you don't want. And those descriptions, in fact, that this team hasn't been a part of in a long time. And you have to try to recover from that. I'm not suggesting at all this is going to be a 10-win team because I don't think it's going to. But I think that you have a schedule where you can piece together some performances against teams that are much like you and build a level of enthusiasm that we haven't seen and certainly was not evident halfway through and toward the end of the season because really any interest and any enthusiasm at all was based upon this team being a circus and a punchline. And then you went from that to just saying, all right, well, what else is on? I don't feel like watching this anymore. That's what you have to try to come back from. That, to a degree, is what the Pacers had to try to come back from this season after the way that the season ended a year ago. You just don't see a lot of hope. You don't see a lot of opportunity. And a schedule like this for the Colts, I think, competitively speaking, for them with the level on which they are right now, can help build that. Quick break, and we'll come back. More of your calls at 239-1070. If you so desire, inside the lounge via YouTube Live. If you are in there and you can see behind me right now, uh, you see Mystic Waters Campground. It's the grand opening here. Brent Halverson rejoins. More guests still to come. Tony East going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, thanks to Clayton and Mike as well for joining us a moment ago here. That was outstanding. More to come if you're on the way, get here. If you're not, you can't get here before 6. You still have plenty of time afterwards because you guys, Brent, are going to be going late tonight, aren't you? Yeah, we've got uh, Crosshair is going to be playing from 6 to 9. we got Joe's Grill, uh, a traveling place, right? So they've got all their their, uh, their mortar stops. But well, here's the uh, traveling trailer right here. So they've got their food truck out here. Uh, it's going to be open every weekend throughout the summer. Um, and they're open tonight, 6 to 9 as well. So come on out and uh, enjoy this uh, beautiful breezy day. The weather is right. It's like San Diego right here, right? <laughs> it's it 70 nice. degrees and, and, and windy, so it's perfect. It's, uh, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery. The product is here, by the way. The product is here. Food is here. And uh, we just... Looking for you here. Smiley Bros, where are you as well? Because <laughs> Dave is here and you are not. Quick break and we'll come back. More of your calls at 239-1070. Hopefully some updates out at IMS with what may or may not be going on right now as well. Of course, the GMR Grand Prix coming your way tomorrow. you got a pre-race show with Greg Rakestraw. I think the race is officially underway around 3.30. And then a post-race with Greg coming up after out at IMS that is coming up tomorrow for the GMR Grand Prix. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This sounds like Brian Adams. That's the headliner for the Carb Day 2023 concert, May the 26th. IMS. Can't stop this thing we started. Brian Adams joined me back on Tuesday. That podcast, 107.5thefan.com. 
Brian Adams and Soul Asylum. That is the concert number 9239-1070. You'll get a shot at tickets for that event. Coming up right now, too. Again, Brian Adams and Soul Asylum. Tickets available, IMS.com, if you don't win them right now. Also coming up a little bit later on before the end of the show, LL Cool J is coming in August to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. And LL Cool J tickets coming at you before the end of the show. Next week, and I believe this is right, Michelle, right? Next week, Aerosmith tickets, I think, on the show. We've got Aerosmith tickets on the show. Plus, I've got another concert announcement of which I will be affiliated with coming up next week, too. And I promise, if you love the JMV Takeover every Saturday night, you're going to love this one. You're absolutely going to love it. And that announcement is coming up for you next week. All right, I'm going to see if I can get Hagen on here as well because I know Hagen was out at the track. We were trying to get somebody track-wise on. I wanted to get an update because this is officially the start of, of May, really, in terms of track activity, practice, preparation for the GMR Grand Prix coming up tomorrow that you can hear here on the fan. And then, of course, getting started next week for the greatest spectacle in racing. I want to just get a little bit of insight of what's going on out there. Stephen Holder a little bit earlier about the Colts' schedule. Got his thoughts. I've had your thoughts so far. You've heard mine. And we'll talk with Tony East coming up in the 5 o'clock hour about the NBA, about the Pacers, and what to expect coming up in this offseason. And remember, the draft lottery order is going to be selected next week. So we'll talk to Tony about that and more coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But again, back at Mystic Waters Campground, we're off of State Road 38. It's I-69, the Pendleton exit. Britt Halverson rejoins us right now of Heaven Hill Distillery and Mystic Waters Campground. You're going to have to have a lot on that card. (laughs) Well, there's a a few few things adding up, John, but uh, you know what? Fortunately, uh, I'm sitting here with the two that are really making this happen right here. Well, this lovely lady right here is so awesome. I, I mean, I'm blessed to call her my wife, but uh, she Lisa is, Halverson Lisa is Halverson fantastic. is outstanding. Then we and our partner Pete Watson Pete? Um, and, and, yep. and the work that these two have really done out here to bring this to what it is is absolutely amazing. And, and I can't thank you enough. It's an honor to be a partner, Pete. Lisa, you know where I'm at with you, so uh, thank you very much. It's <laughs> um, good to hear. Yes, absolutely, right? <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear, yes. Yeah, we'll put that on paper, right? right. Better Lisa hey. than Park Ranger Feet. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. well done. Here, here's a, before we go into the thing, here's a little yeah. good story. So Lisa and I got married uh, 17 years ago, I believe, and we had our we got married in Jamaica, right? Right so on. We had, we had uh, I think there was close to 100 people that were there. Came back to do our um, our uh, uh, reception, right? And we did it at Sleepy Bear Campground, Mr. Pete Watson. I remember it well. That was awesome. That I, was awesome. Listen, so you're probably well. you're popular around Ruoff, aren't you? I have been. Yes, <laughs> this time of year, end of the summer. Yes, into we're excited fall. about it. Yeah, Park thirty-two Ranger years Pete's over there, ready. right? Thirty-two. When, years. when does that officially get underway? The Janet Ruoff's. Jackson, the twenty-six. Now. Is, is this a little bit later than normal for the schedule Very to start much for them? So. We started uh, the 5th of May last year with Kenny Chesney. Yep. 5th of May last year. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, Janet Jackson and Ludacris, I believe. Yes. And that is uh, coming up two weeks from tonight, right? Correct. That is correct. So, yeah. yeah. Janet Jackson is a good show. So, I saw Janet Jackson once back in, well, actually twice, once at MSA and then once 
at the former Deer Creek, going all the way back to, I think, 1993. Yeah. Remember that the photo on Rolling Stone where her boyfriend at the time was covering up her thingies with oh. his hands? That <laughs> yeah. was that tour. As soon as I saw that, I go, I don't care what the hell happens. I'm going to see that right <laughs> I'll now. I'll be there. Covered up thingies with boyfriend's hands. I'm all about it right there. Absolutely. But, no, seriously, no, great. Pete's done a great job. Obviously, Lisa done a great job. Pete, undertaking mammoth, correct, is what you've seen here? Uh, very much so. Yes, a lot of dirt work, a lot of improved the property. It's going to be an awesome yeah. venue here. Yeah, we have big expectations. You better. You yeah. should. <laughs> well, look who you're dealing with right here. You know, know he makes it I happen. Know. So anyway, yeah, we know that to be true. All right, so what are some of the things you're thinking about doing for the future here? Well, Lisa, you want to speak to that? I mean, as far as special events and things that we've got offered out here? Yeah, we've got a lot of changes that have been made already, but we've got a lot of people that are hosting events out here from yep. weddings. We've got graduation parties. We've got events that we're doing yep. that we're just planning ourselves and, um, you know, just open to really anything. I mean, there's 38 acres of, um, you know, uh, open canvas, really. So um, with all the cabins, I know Brent's talked about it a lot, but with all the cabins and the RV spots, that's just a portion of it. I mean, with the beach area and all to come. I mean, we've got pickleball courts, basketball court, you know, I mean, a, a lot that is, uh, I guess, planned. Planned. But, yep. Coming uh, soon. Yeah. Coming right. soon. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm staring here at the kayaks and the paddle boards and, and people can come out right now and just enjoy a day pass or, um, you know, just spend some time outdoors and put their phones down and and hang out. There's so. nothing wrong with that, too. Right, These right. cabins are awesome. They are great, aren't they? We yeah. had a chance I took we you did. through and showed you around. Yeah. There's three different levels, so you can kind of find your own. You know, plenty of tents, tent camping spots as well. You know, a lot of options out here, John. Awesome. Well, hey, you guys have done a fantastic job. Thank I you. always knew that you were the brains behind oh, the really? operation. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I like that. We'll go I with knew, that. I knew that. I knew that you were, too. And I Pete, like you a lot, John. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, sure. so are we getting away from the wedding night? Uh, right. Yeah. I didn't take us down that path in the first place. Uh, uh, that wasn't, uh, that I wasn't see me. where this story's going. <laughs> that was not, was not uh, me. Hey, Pete, man, thanks very much. And obviously, your place over by Ruoff is iconic. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, appreciate that. Yeah. But we're how long has that been over there? Too thirty-three years. Thirty-three third, years. Yeah, what? Nineteen ninety-one was my first Ed show. So you were. You were there. I remember when you used to get off I sixty-nine, and there was some Amish furniture store and some little, you know, outlet kind of outlet mall. That was it. Oh, yeah. And everything else is farmland back yeah. then. That was it. Yeah, I've been blessed. Yeah. Been super blessed. And uh, Mystic Waters Campground. Pete's a part of it. You could ask for him. Elisa's a part of it, too. And Brent Halverson, man. Well done. Hey, Job well done, everybody. Thank Thanks for being out here. Yes. Got it. I love it. We got more to come here. Pete, Lisa, thank you very much. Brent's going to hang with us as well. I got chances for your calls on the other side at 239-1070 if you so desire. Tony East is going to be here in the 5 o'clock hour. Stephen Holder a little bit earlier. And a lot of you are asking regarding the month of May and guests. We got that started officially yesterday with Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske, who was awesome. And then remember tonight, it's downtown at the Indiana Roof. You have the gala with Sam Schmidt that he is putting on. Sam Schmidt was outstanding at the end of the show yesterday. If you missed any of that conversation, from the stuff that really does matter to certainly the pressure luck stuff where he won, what, $18,000, I think, 18000 in 1985 on the game show Pressure Luck. He was outstanding. That podcast with Sam Schmidt, 107.5.
TheFan.com. Brent Alverson rejoins. We'll get back to your calls regarding the Colts' schedule. Your thoughts on that NBA postseason tonight. The way that the Suns went absolutely down the tubes again last night. And they're stuck. When you think about it, I mean, they are stuck. You always think about that in terms of the Lakers being stuck. And then teams always end up helping them and they get out of it. And certainly they got out of it at the trade deadline in a big way this season. But, man, the Suns, after the way they went out last year against the Mavericks and then going out in similar fashion last night against Denver. A lot of you were asking me about Mark Jackson not not voting uh, the Joker on a first ballot for the NBA, uh, NBA All-NBA and NBA MVP. <laughs> I and I saw his excuse that he just kind of forgot. And I'm a big fan of Mark Jackson. I was a huge fan when he was here. Um, I love listening to he and Van Gundy and Mike Breen do games. But that that's a tough cover right there. That kind of seems like that he jumped on the bandwagon of people not going with him. And then when all the heat started to come on because he was the lone guy that left him off the ballot kind to uh, – to cover his own ass there a little bit. That's the way that it seemed to me. I mean, listen, if you watched this season and you left him off the ballot, I, I mean, how can you be doing games? It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that was kind of a cover your own ass move, I thought, that he put out there late last night regarding that, you know, apologizing, you know, my bad, you saw what I did. But a lot of you are asking me about that, and that was my thought, that there was some intention there, and then there was backlash once everybody started to find out, and that info leaked out. And then that was kind of a cover-your-own-rear-end situation for Mark Jackson. I do love listening to he and Van Gundy and Breen do games. I do. Hey, the other thing about tonight to watch out for, if you're going to watch Miami and the Knicks, Scott Foster is the crew chief. Have you seen that? The Heat, I believe, or O of their last eight was Scott Foster doing their games, <laughs> which I love that. I do. Like, people think I'm over the top. Oh, you're too hard on the officials. It's a hard game to judge. It's a hard game to call. No, I just love it, man. The NBA brings that out in me. I can't help it. I don't get that way as much with the NFL, and I don't even dive into it collegially. But the NBA always has been very fun when I can reference them as the best in the world. And what's funny, somebody must think they are because there's a reason why all these guys continue to get these gigs. I mean, yes, Scott Foster's going to end up working in the NBA Finals. And I know I can't be all Tyler Ford all the time. I know Tyler Ford's from Westfield, and we like Tyler Ford around here. But at the same time, that's just funny. Oh, of their last eight... Over their last eight. I'm sure the Heat fans are loving that action coming up later on tonight. Two games, in fact, both of which can be home date closeouts in Miami against the Knicks up three games to two or the Heat. And in L.A. for the Lakers up three games to two with the Warriors. More on that with Tony East coming up after five. Quick break and we shall return with Brent Halverson. His place, you know him from Heaven Hill Distillery. You know him as being our betting analyst. But you're finding out today that he has a huge role 
in Mystic Waters Campground. We're here live for the grand opening today. Plenty of time to get out here for this show. Plenty of time to hang out out here after this show for the party later on tonight with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Mystic Waters Campgrounds are location. Pendleton, Indiana, everybody. Right off the Pendleton exit on I-69. I'm looking at Twitter right now, and Ben writes this. The early 90s was the Colts. Count on losing this Sunday. Am I remembering that right? I, I'm telling you, I thought, honestly, I thought that last year kind of stirred the echoes of that. I thought that the echoes were stirred of just how much of a clown show that was. I turned that off. Yeah, that was back then. And you don't want that because, I mean, it's one thing for us to sit around every day for nine hours every day. It was nothing but this gripe about this and gripe about that. Gripe, 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 gripe. Nothing's good. Everything sucks. And, you know, the reason why you frame it up that way is because it's the truth. That's exactly what was going on. And then you kind of make that transition from everybody being outraged and mad to everybody just saying, you know what, I don't even care anymore. Actually, Clown Show is probably in between I don't care anymore. And then you just kind of start laughing and everybody makes jokes about it. And then, you know, you slide down the path to, yeah, I don't even care. That's the part you got to stay away from. And that's why it's important for this team to show signs. I want to check this tweet that I just got. Yeah, it's from Shane. This is a really good question. What would you prefer the Colts be around 500, possibly make the playoffs, or have another four-win season, get a top three pick, and grab Marvin Harrison Jr.? This may not align with a lot of your thoughts. It may not align with thoughts of others on this station. And that's okay. But I'm not trying to flex on anybody right now, but I am so damn sick and tired of losing. If you have the chance to make the postseason or win the division, you do it when you're there because there's no promise that you're going to get an opportunity at any other time. There's no promise that you're not going to fall into the abyss that this team has been a part of. One playoff win in you know a six-year period that Chris Ballard has been in. So, no, I don't look at it that way. I don't look at it as, well, wait another year and get a high pick because there's no guarantee that you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. No, you win games when you can, and you don't worry about what others say about, oh, it's better off if you finish here. I mean, I didn't even like that in terms of the Pacers. I understood it more in the NBA because of the play-in game scenario. But, man, if you were there, win it and go to it. I just think also that has been a part of what is a steadfast loser mentality around here. 
And this is nothing against the younger generation because you're just that. Like I'm talking to Cam, who's sitting across from me right now, who's a member of the younger generation. But those of us of the older generation, we don't have a lot of time to jack around and wait on this team to do something. All right, there are a lot of people out there that have been Colts fans since they got here in 84 that don't have time to mess around and wait on things. So when you're able to win, you go win. And again, with the Pacers in mind, I think you can look at that and logically make that transfer. It's not like I liked it because I got so sick and tired of talking about, well, you know, that was an entertaining loss. You know, entertaining. I hate that. And again, I'm not trying to flex on anybody right now. With, oh, well, you're just being this old curmudgeon guy. No, I'm being a guy that's been around here forever, and I know what losing looks like. And you should know what losing looks like now because basically that's all the teams have done around here. So it's time to do some winning. And if it comes quicker, and if it's because mostly the schedule in which you get, then so freaking be it. That's what matters. That's what matters. Because I'm assuming that if you're going to win or if you're going to surprise, and Shane, that is an excellent question you ask. I'm assuming that if you're going to surprise this year, that a lot of the reason why you're surprising is built around the, the quarterback position and in, in, in Anthony Richardson being ahead of schedule. I mean, it has to be, right? That's just how important that position is in the NFL. So what's wrong with that? Like, I think what Stephen Holder was talking about is he was okay if they don't make the postseason. I think everybody okay, uh, everybody right now is okay if they don't because I think everybody out there right now believes that they're not gonna. But if you're ahead of schedule, if you're like the Colts and Andrew Luck's rookie season, then again, so be it. You can't sit around and worry about who's going to be drafted and who you're going to try to get and navigate that to get there. That's what a lot of people said regarding this draft on quarterbacks. Why don't you wait until next year and you can be bad again and you can get Caleb Williams. I got news for you. If you go into that deep abyss again this year without drafting a quarterback and you're waiting on that, you're going to lose absolutely everybody. So you win in the NFL, especially right now, when you're capable of winning games. And Shane, that is a fantastic question. And that's been brought up a lot. Would I love to have Marvin Harrison Jr. here? Absolutely. Would Jim Ursay love to have Marvin Harrison Jr. here? Yes. But that's a pipe dream for another day. You just worry about your own ass and your own ass right now. And that's what they should do. I'm telling you, maybe not so much with wins. And maybe not so much with, well, I think they're going to be better or in a 10-win team or anything like that. But this schedule does give the opportunity for the Colts to be more competitive and to build a little bit around a fan base that was angry, that was laughing and joking about this team, and then became apathetic. That's your grassroots starter right now. That's what you have to hope for. And again, regarding this schedule, I think that's what you could get on your return on investment here. So we'll talk about that 
More coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Tony East is going to join us, and we'll go over a lot of the NBA thoughts and what took place last night. was was kind of funny both ways. I used to be a Phoenix. I like Phoenix Suns. You know, I go back to Walter Davis when they used to be, you know, out west at the Lakers, and they'd get in the first round, and, you know, they'd look really good with Walter Davis and be hitting turnaround jumpers, and they look really good for about three quarters, and then the Lakers would turn over, or I should say would turn it on and then end up blowing them out. Um, I like the Suns when Barkley was there. I like the Suns when Nash was there. Um, I've always kind of liked the Suns a little bit. They've been a fun team to watch. They, they kind of became not as fun to watch. Um, and then you watch them last night just kind of crap the bed and give up at the end. That was not fun at all. So that was a little bit funny if you're not a Suns fan. Last night, last night, like I'm not a Celtics guy. I do like Brad Stevens. And I'm not a Sixer guy. I do like Pete Dinwiddie. But watching the sisters, uh, the Sixers gag up that game last night was pretty funny. I did enjoy that a great deal. Not so much because Boston won, but because the way that the Sixers went out at home in that game, that did make you giggle a little bit, did it not, last night? We'll get up to date on that in the NBA and the Pacers offseason. Of course, the draft lottery takes place coming up next week. Tony East will talk about that and maybe some names that could be available. That's the other thing you see this time of year. When teams disappoint, inevitably you get names with availability in this NBA offseason that you didn't think you were going to get. We'll go over some of those with Tony East coming up on the other side. Mystic Waters Campground, the grand opening. We're off the Pendleton exit on I-69 on this Friday with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Here's Johnny! Don't! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Don't! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, I'm in Pendleton today. Thank you so much on this Friday. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, as you can see behind me, that is the Mystic Waters. This is the Mystic Waters campground. I saw Nally and Miller over here in the Joe's Grill travel trailer getting food out there. So shout out to them. All right, this is something, and I want to make sure. So Brandon, Brandon won our uh, fantasy football league. And I've been carrying around his bar restock in the truck for a number of months. And I put it, I actually took it out and then I put it back in because Brandon said, Hey, you're going to be up there. I'm going to slide by. Is that okay? And I'll pick that up. And I said, okay, slide by. That will be okay. Pick that up. Um, so Brent, I think it's Brandon. No, it's Brock. I'm sorry, Brock, not Brandon, but Brock. So Brock, Get your ass over here and get all that alcohol out of my truck, okay? Brock, I'm carrying that around. It's banging all over the place. I did that for you. I remembered for you. (laughs) Once again, Brock, get your ass over here and get your liquor. Do it. Hey, by the way, too, speaking of that, we got a little bar open right here. We got food. 
fantastic food happening. It is the grand opening of Mystic Waters. It is a campground. This is a great place for a staycation right here for not only now, but for the spring and the summer and the fall. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst from Heaven Hill Distillery, is an owner of this place. Uh, he and Lisa, his wife, do a great deal of work. We met Pete, who's also a, a part owner of it. Just an awesome venue. So if you're thinking about a staycation where you can fish, where you can get out and, and kayak, paddleboard, uh, you can swim, just hang out in a leisurely way in one of these cabins out here. Bring your RV out here, or as we like to call it with Dave Smiley, the Smiley Morning Show. Uh, Dave brought out his um, COVID trailer. Uh, it's out here right now, too, the COVID trailer. So you can come out here for that. Just come out here and have a great time. If you've not been here before, or let me check that. If you've been here before uh, and you haven't seen it recently, do that because I promise you will love it. Brent rejoins us coming up in just a bit. By the way, you've got the GMR Grand Prix coming up tomorrow. Within the last 25 minutes, uh, you got uh, Pato Award, who was tops in qualifying for Group 2, Alexander Rossi, Alex Pelot, Jack Harvey, Kyle Kirkwood, and Scott Dixon. That is your top six that just went out uh, about 40 or so minutes ago. We'll try to keep you updated and maybe have a quick update before we're out of here. We're going with a little extra time tonight until about 6.14 here from Mystic Waters Campground. Meantime, Andy Moore on the Mud of Group Hotline from Forbes.com. WTHR, you can find his work there as well. We'll talk a little NBA now with Tony East. Tony, welcome to the show on this Friday. How are you doing? I'm good, JMB. Sounds like you're having quite the day, too. It's a lot going on right here, buddy. There's a lot going on. So it is a good place to be on this Friday. I'm assuming a bad place to be would be uh, Phoenix right now, right? <laughs> and you look at what transpired with them last night. And I mentioned this because I can't lie, I do gloat a little bit regarding Miles Turner and the season he had and the extension and what, you know, I guess DeAndre Ayton and his future may or may not be in Phoenix. But how fortunate are the Pacers that now Phoenix decided to go ahead and match that offer sheet of last July and move forward with Ayton and now be in the position in which they are in Phoenix? How much of a good fortune was that for the Pacers all in all? I remember, Jan B., you and I last time we were talking about, we were the only two that thought it was strange to trade Turner in that transaction. It worked out exceedingly well for the Pacers, right? I mean, Aiden, for all the things he can do well, did not fit well once they got Durant with that team and played with just no force in that postseason series at all for Phoenix to the point that you know, Jock Landale was playing as many minutes as him in the last game that both of those centers were healthy for the Suns, and then he's injured and doesn't even play in game six. And, of course, I'm sure, you know, Aiton and fans of Aiton will say, well, they got smoked without him in the final game, and that is true. But, yeah, definitely not a series or playoffs to remember for him, not quite the season that he won. And even remember, he got to Phoenix, and Monty Williams, I think, said they hadn't talked since the end of last season before. So certainly not the best situation for him. But from the Pacers' standpoint specifically, Turner was fantastic for them. They got to extend him on a deal at – a cheaper rate than Aiden got even from them on the contract the summer before. And Turner was just as good as, as Aiden this season. I mean, the Pacers really had the best of both worlds in this whole situation. 
So Tony East talking NBA Pacers and more with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So this time of year, kind of interesting to look at because the more disappointing teams always end up having some changeover. Now, we've seen that with the head coach and Mike Budenholzer, certainly in Milwaukee. Uh, but you also see that in terms of personnel. Now you see all these stories about Chris Paul. You know, you heard stories before last night about Jalen Brown and after last night's gag, you're going to hear stories about the Sixers if they're bounced in seven. I'm sure about personnel that may or may not or could be available. Is there anybody out there right now on one of these disappointing teams that you think a team like the Pacers with some money to spend in the offseason may have some interest as a part of? Yeah, they got to be watching all these teams that are going to change direction or do whatever is going to happen next for them, right? And I think the best player who could maybe wiggle free might be Chris Middleton with the Bucks, And he just had a down year coming off of an injury with Milwaukee, but there obviously changes have already started with that franchise. Like you said, with Budenholzer being fired after they saying they lost in the first round, it just, just brushes over how bad that series was for them. I mean, they got steamrolled and smacked and everything by that Miami team in five games, and Middleton was not particularly good in that, in that series. He has a player option, but he, at his best, has been just awesome for them. He was a big part of their championship team a few years ago, right, which, of course, is a trait that the Pacers would want. Uh, three-time All-Star, yes, three times in the last five years he's been an All-Star, over 20 points a game score, and the big thing for the Pacers is, one, he can shoot, of course, that's valuable, but he plays on the wing, right? They really, really need guys at that position. The, of course, troubling part is he's 31, right? That's the wrong side of 34 their current timeline, but if he is a guy who turns down a player option, becomes available, perhaps could be one uh, that they look at. Philly's weird because outside of James Harden, a lot of their guys are under contract for next season, so not anybody there. If they change directions, the Suns have no depth, <laughs> not a lot of interesting talent that could wiggle free. So Boston, you look at, they have kind of a lot of interesting pieces. I'll be fascinated to see what they do, right, if they lose their game seven to Philly. Does Jalen Brown, does he turn down a Supermax and become free? He'd be a guy you'd have to trade for, but, I mean, in terms of timeline and skill, like almost exactly what the Pacers need, right? So a Celtics loss would certainly be something that I think the Pacers would be interested in seeing as the playoffs progress. But those seem like the teams most likely to have at least some sort of roster change given how the first round went. And I'm sure every team, Pacers included, will have their eyes on them. So Tony East joins us again. It's uh, Forbes.com, WTHR.com, uh, Locked On Pacers. You can find him everywhere covering the Pacers. Tony's via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. How much in and around, because this is a team that obviously wasn't a part of, you know, what, what we're talking about right now, and they've been gone for a while. That's the Toronto Raptors. Um, you would expect with Nick Nurse being gone, uh, some major turnover there. Does that give you thought? that maybe there could be even escalated interest in Ananobi from a Pacers standpoint? Because that's been a rumor that's been out there, it quieted down. I'm assuming at some point it's going to amp back up. How much of a realistic possibility is Ananobi from a Pacers standpoint to you? He's a great player, <laughs> of course. He's only 25. He turns 26 later this year. But he's, ex I mean, he is on paper and even in real life, like a, a perfect fit in terms of his skill set, his tenacity on defense, his age, right? His contract is short. He's a player option for the season, not the one coming up, but the one after that. So really only one more guaranteed year on his deal. But this, these rumblings started, I think, last summer. Jake Fisher over at Yahoo Sports reported a story about 
you know, Ananobi and his role with the Raptors, that team that has Scotty Barnes, has Pascal Siakam, right, has other forwards that demand the ball, not necessarily guards. I don't think, you know, I think all players in the league know that ball handlers are going to have the ball more. But his role just has not been very huge uh, with Toronto for at, at all in his career. So if the Raptors' plan next season is truly, you know, we, we switch our coach and hope we can be good enough to – to run this thing back, right? Ananobi's usage, 19.5%. That's below league average, right? That's a pretty small number just in general for a player of his kind of talent and size level. If they are just kind of flipping the coach over and he's still at a, at a smaller role than maybe he wants, that might be not be amenable to him. And I'm not saying that they will or won't trade him, but that's a small role for a guy who probably thinks he's he's better than that. And if he is free, free to, to be had in the trade, which I don't know if he is or isn't, but it sounds like a lot of teams had interest in him this past season. I mean, he is the exact type of player in terms of, you know, an all-defense type, a good shooter, you know, that is exactly what they need on the wing, and he's in their perfect kind of age range to grow forward if they could offer him an extension. He is a great fit for the Pacers should the Raptors change direction and not maintain him. Yeah, what do you think? Is that your expectation that will happen there? I think they're going to try to do what the Pacers tried before last season. I think they're going to change their coach and hope that their team can kind of look similar and be better with a a new voice, but that didn't work for the Pacers, right? They had to rebuild, and they worked out fantastic for them. They have Tyrese Halbert now. We'll see if it works in Toronto. Maybe I'm wrong, and they make a ton of changes across the board. But, you know, they were adding talent to their core during the season, like Jakob Pertl. They traded a first-round pick four. So I truly think their decision-makers believe in their team, but the question is if, if a new coach doesn't fix it, what will? At some point, you've got to change directions a little bit. You know, Tony, to be fair, too, getting back to the Aiton thing, um, obviously once Durant got there especially, he got even more covered up than he was before. Would would he have been workable, as workable, more workable in this system with Tyrese Halliburton as we have seen Miles transform into this past year? Would you trust that that would happen as long as the guy that's pulling the trigger is Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, I absolutely. I think that's the case. And I think, you know, it's interesting looking back at Aiton's kind of statistical profile and his career through the years, like his really good playoff run, right? That year they made the finals and he was playing good defense and scooping up every rebound and shot like almost 70% from the field. That was Chris Paul's like best year with the Suns, right? He had a really good point guard on his team that could kind of run the show, get him the ball in good spots and make it happen. And, you know, some of Aiton's decline is, himself right you can see him play and see him be less engaged you know there's that viral clip of him just standing there while Jokic battles for a rebound and the Nuggets score but at the same time on the offensive side of the ball like his possessions have been more challenging right as Paul's kind of become worse and they've gotten different talent in the door with Durant too who's not as good of a setup man so I think that's part of it and the reason that's relevant for the Pacers is of course they have Halliburton who can be you know, one of the best setup men in the league, right? Playing with him is something that the franchise thinks could be appealing to other free agents. You know, it was reported by Big Fisher again that uh, Halliburton was involved in the pitch day last summer, right? And he did end up signing with the Pacers before the Suns ultimately matched that deal. So I certainly think he would help. I think the way he plays, Halliburton plays in pick and roll and in the open floor would be great for any big man, especially one like Aiton, who is kind of bouncy and can make plays around the rim and so I think as evidenced by Chris Paul's kind of decline, a better point guard would be better for him. And I think if he does end up on a different team at some point, that, that'll help him. So, Tony East with us. The draft lottery, the selection process is coming up next week. Um, what, what are, the odds dictate to you what as we sit here and talk about it right now? 
the odds are so confusing, James. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> well. That's why I'm leaning on you for this. <laughs> They've got about a a one in like twelve chance of the number one pick, and I mean that is that's franchise changing. That's I mean that's everything for this draft. Wembenyama looks like he could be one of the best to, to one of the best prospects ever at this stage. Like he's not coming to the lotter, uh, excuse me, the draft combine uh, because his team is still playing in France because their season is still going, and he's the best player in that league as. You know, a 19-year-old. He's incredible on both ends of the floor. In terms of jumping into the top four, about a 30% chance for the Pacers to do that. The top three certainly looks like it's a little bit different than four through maybe eight or nine. So jumping into the top three would, of course, be significant for the Pacers. Uh, There's about a 7% little under that chance for every single pick that is drawn that it will be the Pacers. So one, two, three, and four. So they've got good shots, good-ish shots of jumping up. But, of course, they won't be the favorites to do so. Last year they were at five over the lottery. They ended up at six, right? They got jumped by one team. So we'll see if they can do it. The last two teams that jumped up the last two years were the Kings who had the seventh best odds, and I believe the Pelicans who had the seventh best odds. And, hey, there you go. The Pacers have the seventh best odds this year. So history says maybe, uh, and they would really like to see that happen, of course. I, I know today, too, they, they brought in some players before that uh, that draft combine, and I guess the top of the list is Jaime Jaquez out of UCLA. Now, collegiately, I loved watching this dude play. Uh, he was fun as hell to watch. He was tough as hell to watch. Um, I don't know as far as the Pacers are concerned. Uh, you know, maybe with one of their other picks, again, I don't know if they're going to even end up keeping those, but he was one of, I believe, six brought in today. But let's just say, Tony, for the sake of this argument, in the range in which you believe they're going to be drafting with this lottery selection, is there a player that you think, a player or two, you think would be available that would be a good fit here? Yeah, there's a couple of guys I like in the, you know, seven, eight, nine range where they could end up if they don't jump up. You know, of course, there's the Thompson twins, Miller, Henderson, and, and Wembenyama at the top. But uh, Jarris Walker is one that I think a lot of locals have, have kind of dug into and really liked his motor at Houston. Really impressive. He's got good size, right? A little more of an interior presence. I think he'd fit, fit pretty well with what they need. Anthony Black from Arkansas is more wing size, but he put the ball on the floor a little more and can also defend pretty well at that position. And Taylor Hendricks has gotten to be a buzzy name as well for similar to Jarris Walker. Like he's a big wing defensive type who can grab some boards. He's a really good, you know, defensive player. I think he's probably the best defender of the three names I've said uh, out of central Florida. He's six foot nine, right? The exact height that they need. I think those guys, because of their defensive abilities will likely be, you know, chattered about a lot. If the Pacers don't jump up in this lottery, you know, there are some other talents in that range with Cam Whitmore and Grady Dick from Kansas. But I think, Given the Pacers' need for defense right now, I think you'll hear the names I just said more often in this uh, lead-up to the draft. He is Tony East on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. You maintain that Buddy Heal's going to be a part of this equation? Playing, I, I'm, I wouldn't suggest for the full season, but will he start the season in your belief on this team? That's a great question. <laughs> you know, I think the end of the season sort of tip that maybe he won't be a starter next season if he is back right Mather and did move in I think for the last eight games for the Pacers as as their starter and when Kevin Pritchard was asked at his end of season kind of exit interview media availability you know he talked about uh, Buddy Hield and a potential contract extension next season and he said we've got to find a role that makes sense for Buddy Hield and, and that everybody's a part of and 
you know, they, I don't know if they think they found that yet, if he's saying things like that. And so if, he, if he's coming off the bench and he doesn't love that role or anything like that, perhaps they, they don't think he's a part of their future. But, I mean, he was huge for them this past season, right? He played every single game. He was healthy enough to play in. He's a fantastic shooter, which provides spacing for a lot of the other guys on this team, right? He is valuable to what they do. I think they'd be happy to have him back. But at the same time, he's going to be an expiring contract next year. He's, you know, on the wrong side of 30, right? There is some, certainly if he starts the season with them, they'll be looking to trade him before the deadline if there's no extension, just given his contract. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was a guy that they, you know, listen to calls on or or look to move just because of his contract situation and and moving to the bench uh, if, Matherin ends up starting, so I, I think there is good sense in him potentially being traded, but also I mean, he's talented, right? If he was back, he's close with Halliburton. They've played together their whole career. Halley, I mean, that would make a lot of sense, too. Hey, Tony, I view both these guys essential in two different ways, and obviously Buddy Heald's shooting is just so radically important in the NBA that I don't think that, especially with the growth of this Pacer team, they can afford to lose that And I also equate, you know, as far as, you know, being able to push this up and move forward and maintain, I don't think they can afford to lose the energy off the bench of T.J. McConnell. I think that both of those scenarios, if they were to get rid of either one, would stunt their growth. Do you view that the same? Or am I looking at this without looking with, you know, outside options that would be just as good? Or do you kind of understand if you lose that you lose something that could stunt the growth of this team with both McConnell and Heald what do you think that makes sense to me just like you know good veterans who can provide spacing or get young guys the ball at the right time in the right place and uh, just been around and done the NBA thing for a long time I think that's super valuable for these younger players right we talk a lot about George Hill and, and James Johnson as vets but there is there's different value in the veterans who are actually playing. And I think Heald and McConnell have that kind of voice as well as what they provide on the floor, right? When Heald's out there, even if he doesn't touch the ball, like it's a four on four possession for everybody else because his defenders just glued to him, right? Like that space is super helpful for these young guys. McConnell's their only guy besides Halliburton who every possession can get into the lane, right? And make a defense rotate and kick it out to somebody else. Like that is incredibly valuable for these young guys. So they're in a tricky spot with both of them in that, in theory, they could be on the last guaranteed year of their deal for both next year, and they're both over 30. But at the same time, they are helpful for this team, right? So if they are trying to make the playoffs, as they've said, and Kevin Pritchard talked about 45 wins or 50 wins, whatever, right, they're going to be important to that chase. So the question is, what kind of timeline are they on? If they're going for it next year, I think they're more valuable than if they – kind of have one more rebuilding year or building year. I don't even know if rebuilding is correct anymore. One more building year left in the tank, right? But I think you're absolutely right that they're both very helpful for the young guys when they're playing. Oh, you're so right about healed in terms of defensively. I mean, your, your guy, if you're the other team, your guy stuck to him. You can't leave. You right. can't go double. And that is, to me, that is such a massive advantage. I was just thinking in terms of just knockdown threes, which we know what that is worth now in this era of the NBA. But you also go further in terms of, you know, having a guy that can't leave the general vicinity of Buddy Heald to go double or anything else. That's invaluable as well in this era of the NBA. It absolutely is, right? That's like even Doug McDermott, to a smaller extent, kind of had a similar effect when he was here. He, when he was their best shooter, like teams were terrified of leaving him open or 
letting him get a half step when he was doing that little two-man game with Sabonis that they did so well together. And, like, you can just look through the numbers of points per possession, right? When Buddy Heald's in the game, the Pacers score, like, three more points per 100 possessions, right? Like, that's a lot. That's, like, basically three points a game over the course of right. the full game. And, and that's not just his offensive ability. Obviously, he's a good offensive player. That's also how much easier he makes it on everybody else, especially Tyrese Halliburton, uh, when they're out on the floor. And their synergy certainly is a big value for this team as well. And their two-point percentage is actually the number that – jumps up the most when he's in the game versus when he's not right. And I think that is the testament to the spacing he provides, that those looks at the rim and inside the, the arc are way more open or are way easier to do. There's less double coverage, like you said, covering from somewhere else. You think they had all shot miles this summer? Man, I mean, I don't, I don't think he, they're going to shop him necessarily, but I do think his contract is so good and he just had his best ever season that, I mean, if the mother load offer comes, do you consider? I mean, it, it depends, right? If they get the number one yeah. pick and it, and Wimbanyama's on the table, you have to think about it, right? Especially after the season he just had. But, I mean, he proved to be so valuable to them this past season. Like, when Turner and Halliburton played, they had the same win percentage as the Heat did, right? They would have been in the postseason mix if they could have. Granted, playing the whole season is rare these days. But if they could have, that, they'd be kind of at that level of team. And obviously Miami has raise their level in the postseason. But, I mean, they, they were good when both of those guys played. They fit well together. I certainly don't think they'll be calling other teams saying, hey, what would you offer for Miles Turner? But I think there is a chance that some team offers a, a crazy high offer for him given how good his contract is right now and the type of season he just had. And, you know, smart teams listen to calls on basically everybody. So uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily expect that he would be dealt, but I, I think it would be stupid for them to just totally ignore the idea, especially if they get that number one thing. Yeah, see, this is just my guess here, especially the way things just ended so badly again for Phoenix as we started this conversation and talking about. Would you think that one of those first calls, if Phoenix really wanted to go a different direction, I don't know you know, how many options they have right now because um, they're locked up. I mean, it's, they ate a block yeah. of cheese in terms of what their roster is and <laughs> what they're paying and, and how much mobility they have in, in doing something. Would one of those first calls be if they did feel the need to try to unload uh, DeAndre Ayton? Wouldn't that be here? Maybe so, but I mean, if you're the Pacers, would you even do? No, no. You, well, you know what I think about that. I just, I mean, because I, I put this in terms of, and I believe what you're saying here too. I don't think the Pacers will actively shop him, but I do think that when the phone rings, they'll pick it up. And I would guess if Phoenix, you know, was kind of sick and tired of the whole Aiton thing here and wanted to move on, that they would probably reach out. Now, I don't think they would do it, they being the Pacers, yeah. but I certainly think Phoenix would work, would reach out. I was so, I was sort of wondering last offseason if the reason the Suns weren't rushing in to sign Aiton to something is because they were hoping they could kind of strong-arm the Pacers into – a sign and trade where it was just turn right. up and straight yes. up. And, I agree and with you happen. on that. I do. That's something we didn't talk about, but I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and it, that's hard by them to try that, but the Pacers were like, why would we ever do that when we could just sign him? So now a year later, I don't even think they would they would take something like that, right? I'm sure the Suns might, might call and try, but the, the way this – again, the way we talked about it at the jump, like the way this has has worked out has been excellent for the Pacers. We'll see where that ends up with Aiden. But, I mean, does he even have – like a ton of positive trade value at this point. Like he makes a lot yeah. of money per year and 
you just saw what that got the Suns in the playoffs. He was again, he was fine. I'm not saying he was necessarily a negative, but I don't think anyone's rushing to to give the Suns a bunch of assets for him. If that makes sense. No, I don't either. They're just they're they're in a big problem right now. I mean, they they just they have they don't have a lot of assets to deal with. And if you want to try to unload, and they may end up, you know, you mentioned what they're doing in Toronto or, or in probably even as well in Milwaukee in just changing the coach out and seeing if you can, you know, still get something going. I'm assuming that's what they're going to have to do in Phoenix, aren't they? Because of the, the yeah, problematic I'm, contracts they have. I think Monty Williams is an awesome coach, but, I mean, you might have to, right? Like, you got to yeah. show your fan base something, and they – they don't even have picks to do anything else because they traded them all for KD, which you should do every time. But, yeah, they almost have no other moves to kind of signal that sort of growth to make. And the other part of it is they have a new owner, right? Matt Ashby is that, the owner now there. And, they, you know, he didn't hire James Jones to be the GM. He didn't hire Monty Williams to be the head coach. Maybe he loves both of them and he'll, and he'll keep them around. But, you know, sometimes new owners do come in and make those sort of changes as well. So I think Monty Williams is, a, is an awesome, awesome coach. But I would not be surprised if that happened just given their last two years. I mean, on your home floor elimination games getting completely waxed two years in a row. I mean, that, that's just brutal for a franchise. What are you writing about, Tony? Uh, Larry Bird was in uh, in the building for the Pacers today, do, watching draft workouts, working on that, looking ahead to the lottery, all sorts of good stuff as we're only four days away from the draft combine. So all the draft chatter is about to heat up. Do they uh, lean on Larry's advice still? I mean, I know they probably listen to it, but is there any, any lean there on any advice from Larry or is he just visiting for the sake of visiting? No, I think he's still an advisor with the team. I mean, he didn't have – Scott Agnes reported last year like he didn't have much of an active role with the team right. then. But, you know, he's back, he was back in there today. Certainly I don't think they would have him in just – I mean, maybe he was just a guest, but I don't think he would just be sitting around doing nothing, right, especially for a draft workout of all kinds of events, right? He, he ran that team from, you know, 2003 to 2017, right? The, their last conference yeah. finals appearance, he was the architect. Like, he knows what he's doing. So I think they're certainly listening to what he's saying. It's uh, Tony East covers the Pacers. That's uh, SI Pacers, Forbes Sports, WTHR.com, Locked On Pacers as well. Tony with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. Man, Tony, I appreciate that knowledge on the Pacers and the NBA at the end of this week. Enjoy your weekend. I'm sure we'll do it again soon, especially once we find out the draft status with the Pacers next week. Thank you very much. You got it. Take care. It's uh, Tony East right now on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Let me take a quick break. We'll come back. Brent Halverson's going to rejoin. We're going to get the Ryans. We're going to get and Miller over here, too. I've got to go until I see the bands got here. I know the, the bands, the bands here as well. Hey, go ahead. Turn it. Is he on ready? Is this mic ready? The band is here, correct, right now? Crosshairs, they're here. They're going to be setting up here shortly, right behind you here, They can John. get right behind me here. i got to go until like 612. Is that good? That's perfect. All right. They're going to start, start turning it up about 615. 6.15. So i got three minutes to get up and get move my oh, stuff well, over you'll, there. You'll be here. fine. They'll, they'll, Fire they'll sing, up. They'll sing so. you a little love song on the way. How about that? <laughs> we'll come back with you. Absolutely. Mystic Waters Campground, the grand opening. It's Nally and Miller from Joe's Grill coming up here, too. Listen to that. Everybody loves them. Okay. And we got a bro sighting here, a smiley bro sighting in the house as well. We'll come back with Brennan Moore at 239-1070 and LL Cool J tickets for you for the end of the show. It's 93.5107.5 The Fan. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We are at Mystic Waters Campground. This has been a great day up in Pendleton. Now, I go until about 6.12. We may have time for a little bit of anything goes after 6 o'clock at 239-1070. If you guys are feeling it a little bit, we can do it. Colts schedule release. We've talked about that, Stephen Holder, a little bit earlier. I gave you my opinion on it. Uh, it is nothing you write home about. Uh, there's no oh wow to it whatsoever. But what it does, it gives this team with a quarterback that's played 13 games collegiately it gives them a competitive opportunity. That's to me. And listen, they may fall flat, and that's not good. But this type of schedule gives them a competitive opportunity. I know you got so many 1 o'clock starts. I know that drives you nuts. But, yeah, don't let it bug you. It gives them a competitive opportunity, and that's what they need to try to build back on a lot of what they lost with fan base enthusiasm. And I get what you're saying. Well, if they win games, everybody's going to jump back on the bandwagon. It was more than just losing folks off the bandwagon last year. This looked like a, a rudderless ship. A lot of decisions were being made. Uh, the lack of sound decisions being made was major. So you lost a lot. And there is a lot of work to build that back up. Get back to that in a second. 239-1070. Again, a little anything goes after 6 o'clock. I think both Miller and Nally, the Ryans from Joe's Grill, will join us in a second. Brent Halverson rejoins. And, Brent, we have a special guest with us right now, don't we? John, we have a very special guest. It is and, a very awesome special guest, too. I would Look like, at that smile. I know. Look at this smile. I mean, she's had a big week. I'll tell you this. A she had week. Oh, well, we had, uh, and I'm going to let her tell you about this. Okay. It's a monumental time for her. So. Yes. Um, Sage Holverson, my, my youngest, my 10-year-old, is uh, sitting across from us here. Sage, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hi, hi Sage. <laughs> That's awesome. So what made this a big week for you, Sage? Um, well, we went to a Thomas Rhett concert, and he kind of gave me his jacket during the song Vacation. He did. Opening song, right? There's 25,000 people right. there. And, and, and this girl right here, I will tell you this. She absolutely loves Thomas Rhett. She knows yep. every single lyric to almost every one of his songs. She's turned us on to Thomas Rhett. Really? And I'm now here to say I'm a Thomas Rhett fan because he's a great musician, great guy. We had the pleasure. We had a meet and greet, so yep. we got to meet him, right? And that was before the show. We go down. We have third row seats right, right. in front of the stage. And right on the uh, – they had a little catwalk coming out. And uh, during vacation, his opening song comes out and – Takes his coat off, comes right over to Sage, Whoa. gives it to Sage right there. It was pretty awesome. Now, was the pretty meet cool. and greet before or after? It was before. So did he remember you from before? Um, well, he said that we're going to be hanging out with them tonight, so I would think, but I don't know. I made a sign, and I thought he saw it. And so he, I think that was the reason he gave me his jacket. But well, I, yeah. that's awesome it right was, there. It was really cool. I've I mean, never had any concert memorabilia given to me, have you? 
I have, ever, actually. Oh, have you? I have, yeah. Like a guitar pick from somebody. Yeah, I got some guitar works. picks. I got I mean, a, a it's, drum it's like different when they throw out a handful, you go, yeah, whatever. If they throw out one and you get it, that's worthwhile. See, but sometimes they just throw out a handful. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I got the one-on-one. I was, uh, you know, I was getting looked at and I got right. the, yeah, tossed. So <laughs> what, what, what did you get? I got, I've gotten several of those, but uh, uh, a couple drumsticks. From Drums. some random, yeah. Uh, one from Black Crows. Oh, really? Which no. was pretty cool, yeah. Well, here's what's funny about that. When did you see Black Crows? Oh, man, that's uh, 15, 20 years so ago. So if you plus, got a drumstick right? from the Black Crows during that time, uh, their drummer, Steve Gorman, right? That is the cousin of the Gorman, Jeffrey Gorman, our friend from the Colts. So you would have got a drumstick from the Gorman's cousin steve gorman wow who played drums for the black crows until they all got in a big fight and he left that just elevated the status <laughs> of the drumstick yeah. john it's awesome yeah. no, they all got awesome. a big fight good. and they left but yeah that was yeah and and, and actually the gorman did a sports talk show on fox sports radio out of nashville when steve gorman was the host so Is that it right? was like cousins Working together right there, but Steve Gorman was then the uh, the Black Crows drummer. Look at that! There Your you knowledge always just blows. Well, I'm just, it just it's it, just there. I'm, I'm spouting with You're knowledge spouting at it, right yes, now. Absolutely. So Thomas Rhett's pretty cool. Where's yeah. he from? Um, I don't know that. You Georgia. don't know that? Is he from Georgia? Yeah. He's from Georgia. Yeah. Is he? Mm-hmm. How long have you been? What's your favorite Thomas Rhett song? Well, now it's gonna be vacation. Vacation <laughs> before the end of the jacket. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. All of them, right? She, she yeah. likes them all. She knows them all. And again, she turned us on to them. And, that's and I'm great. not you know, super, super big country guy, but wow, what a performer. What an Sage, artist. that's outstanding. You like being on the radio with us, too? Yeah, it's so fun. That's nice. You know, and, and he's the biggest talk show host around. And, and John, this little girl right here, she's, a, she's an athlete. She plays that's travel basketball, hear. volleyball, softball. They're going to be lucky at Mount Vernon getting a couple of Halversons over there, right? Well, you got one right now. You're going to get another one. That's right. Mount Vernon. Coming soon. So coming soon right there. Sage, it's great to have you on the show. you got to come back again, okay? Of course. Sage, <laughs> that Sage is awesome. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give real Do quick? Do it. You better. Nikki Three Fingers. There you go. Nikki Three Fingers. You got it. You got it. <laughs> awesome. Sage, thank you for uh, joining thank us on you, here. Thank you, Sage. Appreciate Always. it. Thank you, dear. That is Love Sage Halverson right there. That's <laughs> Ten years old and full of spunk right there. Hello. Nikki Three Fingers. <laughs> Do I want to ask? That's Nikki Three Fingers Nick- right there. <laughs> yeah, he's got them all, too. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. That's awesome. All right. Take a break. Come back. Natalie and Miller's going to join us to Joe's Grill. We got to get back there. When are we back at Joe's Grill again? Uh, you know, it's a good question. We'll be doing a uh, well coming up. I mean, we're we're probably Larson Lock Lunazul shot season, so we're looking in probably September. Might be a little ways away, but yeah, uh, they wanted to see Sage on camera. We should have had her on camera. Oh, no, we should have. We should. I thought maybe Absolutely. that guy, but she was leaning back a little bit there. I think everybody's sick and tired of seeing me on camera. So well, I think that's part of I it. I think we can get her over here real quick. So, Sage. Hey, hey, Sage, Sage. come back over here. Get Sage. her to come back over again. Sage. I tell you what, while we do that, we'll take a, we'll take a break and come back. Nalia Miller will join us from Joe's Grill. Hey, go ahead and get over here. Make sure you wave at everybody on camera. Say hi, Sage. There she is right there. That's awesome. Awesome. We got a little Anything Goes coming up after 6 o'clock as well. We go extra time until 612. Crosshairs is going to take over here, which should be absolutely awesome. And here 
is Mystic Waters Campground. We're at the Pendleton exit off of I-69. LL Cool J tickets still to come. Listen to win. And hopefully a track update as well. GMR Grand Prix coming at you tomorrow. Greg Rakestraw with the pre-race coverage and the post-race coverage. 3.30, the race is underway as that is bringing in what we know the month of May coming up tomorrow with the GMR Grand Prix. And you can hear it right here. 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, crank this up a little bit back there, James. I've got number nine at 239-1070. LL Cool J, among others, including Bone Thugs and Harmony, Common, The Roots, Rakim, all at Gambridge Fieldhouse coming up in August. And number nine is going to go see, I'm going to tell you this, LL Cool J is outstanding in concert. And I saw him... In 1999, I saw him in 1987. So it's been a long time. Number nine is going to go see LL Cool J on us again next week. Aerosmith tickets coming at you on this show. So we're always giving back. Hey, this reminder, JMV Takeover coming up tomorrow night. That's 6 until midnight on B105.7. So we're doing 6 until midnight and then 6 until midnight next Saturday. And then the night before the 500, as I always do, I will go until you guys stop calling. So last year, I went until about 1.30, and then I'm going to go to the track and get a couple of hours of sleep and wake up, and Tony and Katz and I will do the pre-race show on uh, WIBC and on the fan as well. So that's coming up in two weeks, two weeks from Saturday, I believe. Uh, but tomorrow night, JMV Takeover is going to actually, yeah, two weeks, I believe that it is. So JMV Takeover is going to be good to go tomorrow night, 6 until midnight on B105.7. All right, we've got uh, Brent Halverson returns now. We're at uh, what is Mystic Waters Campground here, Pendleton, off of the Pendleton exit, I-69. Maya just had some of the grateful gourmet pickles, right? I tell you, these pickles are outstanding. Are you okay? Nate Salee with... Grateful Gourmet. Yes. Um, they, have th- they have three different types. Of they, all, they have all kinds of things. But these pickles, they have a nice sweet and spicy. They have what you're holding, the Inferno. Inferno. Now, the Inferno is not for the light at heart. The Inferno will make you kind of get on it a little bit. Well, Maya just went with the Inferno. What would you think, Maya? And I thought we, we almost had to go jump in the lake. It was, it was hot. So, but here's the deal. They're so good. They're so good, it's tough to even, like, uh, to fathom, right? But the sweet and spicy, you get a little bit of each. Right. Not too spicy. But, yeah, Grateful Gourmet. Uh, Nate Salee, it's his company here. And, uh, Great. Uh, Steve and Anita and uh, Local Folks Foods. 
Uh, we have stuff available out here at Mystic Waters. Come on out and hey, grab, hand a, that grab to Cam a job. And have Cam hold that in front of the camera for those that are watching right now via YouTube Live. Uh, that is, again, uh, Grateful Gourmet. Those are the Inferno pickles. Thank you very much, Cam. Uh, these, in my hand, are spicy sweet. I thought these were really hot, and these are lightweight compared to the other ones. Why don't you get – let's do one on there. Yeah, there's no like, way no? I can ride home with that. Ooh, the challenge. I'll be done. The challenge. Not only will I be done now, I might be – I'll be done tomorrow, too. <laughs> They're not that crazy. But they are a little spicy, I'll tell you. I like spicy stuff, and I love them. I gotta go. I gotta go back on now. Would I be able to, Maya? Would I be able to go on the air? You think so? I think you should. It's a challenge, JMB. All right, the gourmet, grateful gourmet. Come on, man. I know this is gonna end me. No, Ryan Miller here, by the way, from Joe's. I'll play if you play. I'll play if you all play. All right, let's all play. God dang you guys! This peer pressure is BS right here. Thank you. Peer pressure it is. We're all going with Grateful Gourmet Inferno Pickles. All Thank right. You. Not even you, you, got, you better grab one. Right here. You got to grab one. Look. All right, I'm going. All right, cheers. Ready? Cheers. cheers. Here we go. Oh, no. boy. Mm. I will tell you, it's about a 30-second liftoff. It's a little warm right now. Yeah. It's going to go. There still has a lot of sweetness. Man, that's, ter- that, that's great. A lot of sweetness. Uh, it's sweet. terribly I don't hot. Like, I don't terribly like pickles. Hot. I love that. Here it goes. Watch it. How you doing, Miller? Once <laughs> you start talking, I'm incapacitated I'm for well. the moment. I'm doing well. We're having fun out here. That does build. It does that build. Back end and build. it'll stay, too. It lingers. Yeah. It's a lingering. It's definitely going to build on somebody's back end here. I'll I tell know you what that's going to be. If you like spicy things, there is nothing better than those right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord of mercy. It's guys. coming, isn't it? I'm trying I, not to take a drink. I I'm haven't honestly, taken a drink yet. It's like the two things I don't like. I don't like pickles. I don't like olives. Like, I never have. I could eat that. I mean, I ate that one yeah. straight without yeah. a problem. Yeah. That's a grateful gourmet right there. Sweetness. That's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. Thanks. I mean, great, great pickles. Great people behind it. That's, Thank you, that's brother. makes it all about it, too. So. Woo! Uh, yeah, but uh, Mr. Miller, Joe's Grill. What's up? You're here. This is awesome, man. I mean, I'm yeah. looking forward to uh, Joe's Grill's out here every weekend. Going to be out throughout here now and uh, open six to nine tonight. <laughs> we got John over here sweating out of his nostril. <clears throat> you're watching on YouTube Live. I'm struggling right now. Well, you're, hey, you know what? You're, this is kind of like a home game for you. This is this is a home turf. You yeah. Got, I'm hey, going to go jump in that lake. John, let me tell you this. <laughs> We've got uh, 26 different stalls that you can utilize if needed, okay? So I'm going to use every help one yourself. of them. we got, uh, we got tw- 24 showers. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff you can get into. Lord, have mercy. That's yes. hot. Yeah. Right there. I like hot stuff. I, I really like hot stuff. I can see if you don't like hot stuff, that's that's. I, I do like hot stuff because I, I used to hear, like, and I, I went by this in the 90s that evidently the hotter, like hot sauce, if you put hot sauce on stuff, it would, like, quicken your metabolism. You would raise it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I eat a lot of hot stuff, and I've gained a lot of weight in the last Yeah, I was going to say, I love hot stuff. 50, 50. I think it's a good one for those people. We'll take a break, come back with Ryan Miller. I know Nally's over there working right now out of the Joe's Grill trailer. I left him working. Well done. He's got a line over there. He's going to be a while. We'll come back with Miller. I didn't know Carl Daniels is in the house over here, Carl Daniels is one of the greatest, too. That's absolutely right, yes. Quick break, and we'll come back. We just had, again, the Grateful Gourmet Habanero pickles. Uh, these are the Inferno. Those were the and Inferno. That is an app description right there. <laughs> Pretty much tell you that. <laughs> A little extra time at 239 at 1070. If you guys want to go some anything goes, we can do that coming up. Again, live from Mystic Waters Campground, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. It's party time. P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta... 
93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Who's this? James, who is that? Florida Georgia Line. Oh, that's anything goes. Yeah, I forgot. We haven't played that in a while. I'm sorry. I was thinking Thomas Rhett. Well, listen, the true story is my brain scrambled after that habanero <laughs> pickle. I don't even know where I am or how I'm going to get home or nothing. I'm completely incapacitated. That just affects me different. Does that make me a wimp? No. My eyes kind are watering like Cam of. just had one over there, too. And he's <laughs> he's on the struggle bus as well. But I'm a mess right now. I you feel like a mess. It's a good challenge, right? Like It, it is. It's a great pickle, and it's got a great spice, and it lingers. Who should we challenge to, like, if we gave him a shot of the of the juice. Uh, the juice in Ooh, there? Ooh, maybe the Smiley Bros. I see SPT in the... <laughs> hey, would you guys shot want a new. shot of the juice here? Oh. Oh, Oh, man. he raised the thumbs see, up. See, I'm telling you what, we may have to call the ambulance. Where's Smiley at? We need to get Smiley part of that. Oh, they're coming. Oh, he went He went back to the RV. For, he took oh. a little nap. He gets up at like 3 in the morning. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Sure he does. Mystic yeah. Waters, <laughs> our location here. We've had a great day here. Uh, Brent Halverson rejoins. Ryan Miller is here as well. You guys at Joe's Grill got the food truck over here, don't you? Yeah, we got the uh, food trailer out here. I mean, this is opening day for it. We were out here last year, but this year we're really excited for how everything's going. This grand opening has been what a, what a good turnout, good yeah. event, good day for it. The rain held off. Absolutely. We got a little bit of sprinkle, but besides that one, pretty nuts. So we're excited for this summer. I think, uh, you know, they've done such an amazing job out here, really, like, changing what this place is and what it's going to be. It's awesome seeing it come together, and we're really excited for the future. This is going to be a great year. How long have you had the food truck? Uh, so we got that last year. So we opened uh, June of last year, I believe. So we're, we're almost, almost to a one birthday. Man, that's yeah. not bad. Uh, talk talk about what's in front of you right here, too. We had some new menu items come around this year. We get bored and like to play around. Uh, so you have the chicken nuggets, which actually, actually aren't chicken nuggets. Those are the vegan nuggets. But well, that's, that's, that, yeah. that tastes unbelievable. Like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for vegan, right? Yeah. That's, 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 wow. Yeah, that's what you took the first one. You were just yeah, I had no idea. Something in your mouth that wasn't yeah, that no, go, whatever. <laughs> I'm just grabbing whatever. Here it is. But, yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, they're awesome. So, I mean, just trying to have at least something vegan-friendly. Some vegan-friendly food out here is always helpful. Uh, on top of that, the double smash burger, because everybody's doing smash burgers these days, right. and we agree, they're awesome. So why not jump on the bandwagon with everybody else? And then the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. So worked on that sauce for a while in my kitchen. My girlfriend got mad because every night for a month and a half, the kitchen was destroyed with brown sugar and butter and butterscotch and cayenne. <laughs> <laughs> Tried so, everything. <laughs> huh? well, that's, that's what uh, uh, a mixologist of... Fine sauces does right yeah there. so i mean i used so, to yeah. bartend and mix things together now yeah. i just became you know a fat person and i mix <laughs> foods together so. hey great thing about joe's though again you got yep. you got three great locations you got castleton you got yep. fishers you got westfield and now you have joe's grill a traveling place out here at mystic waters every weekend uh it's gonna be open from six to nine the yep. weekend so so saturday's gonna be open have some breakfast lunch dinner options so uh, a lot of great things coming, and and again for for big shows, we talk shows at yep. uh, Deer Creek, right? After hours, we do have some uh, special nights coming up too. So well, the big shot to Nals over there, who continues to work. Now he's out there working. This is this is a, this is uncharted territory. Here, I, think. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't see like a bunch of smoke coming off there incorrectly or anything. <laughs> nothing so nothing bad's happening yet, right? <laughs> there's no kids running away crying, so I mean, he can't be going too terribly. No, there's he's got like eight ten people over there in line, so he's probably he's in the weeds. He's, he's in the weeds, right? The weeds. When I get back in there, it'll be it'll be a bit of a mess. <laughs> what do you guys got going on at Joe's Grill this weekend? 
bands? Uh, yeah, we got some bands over. I think a Cosmic Situation is over there tonight at Joe's Westfield. I don't really know what the rest of that lineup is over at Westfield for the rest of the weekend, but uh, we schedule those bands all very early. Sure. So they always come out. Man, that's been Westfield's been awesome, you know, watching that place grow over the last two and a half years, seeing what the potential is, especially on those weekend nights. It's been two and a half years already? Yeah. Holy cow. And how long has Fisher's been open then since you got Fisher's is five and a half. Holy moly. Wow. And flying. It's crazy. It is incredible. It is crazy. Absolutely incredible. Hey, all right. We talked a little bit earlier about the uh, schedule that was released. You guys are both Packer guys here. What do we think? We know what we think about the Colts so far, and I've been talking about that with, you know, Colts fans, but what do you guys think about the Packers schedule, the schedule in general? The five primetime games seems aggressive. I like it. I would agree. I would agree. It does seem aggressive. It does. seems aggressive. Very aggressive, but again, we talk, <laughs> it's, it's a heavy fan base, yeah. right? So you, your Steeler fans, your Cowboy fans, Packer fans, are, we're everywhere. If, right? if Jordan so. Love is a mess, that's I've been flexing out of some stuff we're, there. We're, we're really, yeah. Those, luckily, I think this season they will be flexing a lot depending on yeah. how the teams are doing. So hopefully we get to keep five. Maybe we get six. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we did get some great young receivers, though, in that draft. I'm kind of excited to see them cut, but it's going to take some time, some right? Options. Are you they guys really options. excited to see Jordan Love? I am. I am. Absolutely. I am. Seriously? Yeah. Hey. I, dude, the Aaron Rodgers situation is over. Yes. Like, we're no longer held hostage. Done. And... Jordan Love is the future, so yes, let's go for it. I'm excited to take the next step. We haven't been able to take the next step. We've only had to take two steps in 30 years. Yeah. It's been awesome, right? You had Brett Favre for 15. Yeah. You had Rodgers for 16, 17. And now hopefully we're going to have Love for 16 or 17. I don't know if that's going to work. But it, so will you, will you, do you guys want to see Aaron Rodgers do well in New York? Always. I, I hope he does wonderful in New York and then loses to us in the Super Bowl. That would be perfect. Bingo. That would wow. be the exact So you want to see situation. him do well in New York? I, 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 or you, know you kind of want to see him fall flat? I have an affinity for the dude. I don't like all the drama that went through the last, you know, the last, I don't know, shit, the last three years, really. Yeah. I don't like any of that. I'm glad that's gone. But yes, I, I do have a love. The dude brought us some great stuff, you know. I mean, he really did. He's, he's a, he's a, He's a good dude. He, you know, he comes across wrong. You know what would be really annoying is that, like, he went to the Jets and then, like, was terrible. No. And then he came back to our division on another team and did really well. That I wouldn't like if that, that ever happened. That'd be yeah, crazy that would be Yeah, when you go right. from the Jets <laughs> to the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Vikings. That did happen yes, last yes. Deja vu <laughs> times two, right? I don't, I don't need that to happen. No, no, no. <laughs> so I'd rather him do well on the Jets. I will say this, though. Yeah, I want him to at least play 65% of the game so we get that uh, first-round pick yeah. next year. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah, so, yeah, just do, do well. See, it was different here because when, when Jim Irsay cut loose in the Manning era, you know, everybody was still on board with Manning. Well, until he came here and played, and then they wanted to see him lose. But everybody was still on board with it even, even after that. And, you know, part of the reason was is because it was the owner that yep. made that change. It wasn't the quarterback himself that said, all right, it's time for a change for me. Plus, you know, Manning didn't wear anybody out with all this outside baloney right. that would tend to, I'm, I'm assuming, to wear Packer fans out at some point. we got a lot of outside baloney going on in the last, <laughs> last two point. quarterbacks. But luckily, again, it's only two quarterbacks in 30-some years. So yeah. we've, we've been blessed. Yeah, there's no blessed. doubt. Yeah. If you can get yeah. on that type of run, I look at it around here. I mean, you go from Manning to Luck and everybody on cloud nine, right. and then look at what has been since from Brissett and the Luck retirement year to Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is like the... The crowning achievement of quarterbacks over that era. Wentz, last year with Ryan, and then last year was like the crowning achievement of just a big clown show. Oh, so, it was, absolutely. I mean, it, it, um, it lets people around here, you know, realize exactly how fortunate they were 
to go back to back with those quarterbacks and especially how fortunate they were to have Manning at the helm as many years as they did. I think sometimes the younger generation of folks around here lose track about that. Oh, I have to remind them of it. hundred percent. You're absolutely right. They just kind of lose track. Oh, I'm sick and tired of you talking about Manning, Manning. No, 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 no. You're never sick and tired of it because he brought football and what it means to win to Indy when yep. nobody else was going to. All right, Mystic Waters this weekend, rest of the spring and summer. What do you got? Come on up. I mean, every weekend is going to be good. Every week is going to be good. Any, any events you need, anything you need, contact us out here. We'd love to see you. We've got 25 cabins, 65 RV spots, hundreds of tent camping, and some of the greatest people around There's supporting no us and building this place up. All right, Joe's Grill, open right now? Open right now. i got to get back over there and save him. It looks like he's done well, though. Maybe yes. I'll just stay out here. You hey, got cocktails one, going? One thing real quick. Let's get him to Lambeau Field this year. You want to? Let's yeah, do that. Did you I don't want schedule? it to be cold, though. You don't want it to be cold. Oh, we we it's September. Cold. It's like 70 and beautiful. No, we'll go it's September. All right. September. All right. We'll do that. Let's do that. <laughs> too hot. Love it. Guys, thank you very much. John, thank you, Love man. You, all right. Love Mystic you, Waters thank Campground. You. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you all. Thank you, Brent. Camp, thank you. James back in the studio. Thank you all. Dave Smiley. Smiley Bros. Great to see you guys out here as well. The party continues coming up next i'll see you tomorrow night six until midnight a part of the jmv takeover crosshair crosshair six next. to nine tonight Come right on here Mecham auctions the world's largest collector car auction company returns to indy with dana Meekum's 37th original spring classic may 10th through the 18th at the indiana state fairground <laughs> 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Meekum experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Meekum.com.